Five, four, three, two, one, intro. I wear my birthday suit and I got a luscious blonde wig on. Don't worry, as soon as I spawn, I'll find more things to kill me. <laughs> extra, extra. Chinwagus? Yeah, chinwagon. <laughs> Bit of chin wagon. Hop right on the chin wagon, you chin waggers. <laughs> this is the most organized chaos I've ever heard. Welcome to Rated Extra, where the crew of Rated Art talks about art and a lot of other games and a lot of other stuff for a very, very long time. Enjoy! So much for no lag. Okay, and then this is just beginning. This is awkward. I can read the intro. I know. Actually, no, I'm reading the next segment. Somebody else read it. I relish in the silence because it's like I'm just standing over your bed watching. You guys are so crazy. I can't couldn't talk because for some reason when I played that, it like locked me out vocally. So I'm hearing you guys the entire time, and I was like. Cyber Judge, take it away! And then it was like crickets, crickets, crickets. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then you're like, we can't hear you. I'm like, damn it, it's doing it. So hey, welcome to Rated Extra number 13, our open discussion gaming podcast that will be put out whenever we feel like it, because you guys should know that by now. Today is October 21st, 2017. We are a CRR gaming group hosted podcast. You can reach the show by emailing ratedark at gmail.com. You can tweet the show at ratedark on Twitter, and you can grab our, our, or the RSS feed, get our show notes, and apply to join us in-game at ratedark.podbean.com or crossroomrebellion.com. And I'm going to hand it on over to Mr. Cyberjudge, and he's going to introduce the crew tonight. In the interaction. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, Esmeralda uh, with us tonight. Hello. We have Faux Render. What you doing? How is everybody? We have <laughs> Lee Harvey. Hey, Fasa. Hey, Lee. We hey. have Prometheus. What's up? <laughs> We have myself, Cyber Judge. We have Gigabyte. We have Goon. Goonie. Goon's taking a shit right now. He'll be right back. Goon's hey, always what? taking a shit. It's usually what happens when he opens his mouth. Oh! <laughs> and lastly... Oh, yeah. uh, you need a napkin. <laughs> lastly, we have fellow Canadian Provoke. Howdy, guys. Welcome. I don't think I've got to record with you yet, Provoke. Oh, this would be uh, my second time, so... Yay! Oh, yeah, because your last anymore. episode was the Virgin episode. That's right. <laughs> yeah, not a so there's plenty of room anymore. for all of us now in the podcasting bunker. Here we go. All right, well, Cyber, you're also going to read our listener email we got from Jim. Sorry, Jim, it took us a little bit to get back to you. He sent it in on September 25th, and we had uh, not... Uh, yeah. This is our next rated extra, so. (laughs) Jimbo Jimmy. Come on, Jim. So Jim says, Lit RPG is an amazing genre uh, for gamers, or anyone really. I devour these books, and the genre has been around for a while, which is beneficial for fans. Nick 
Pobdell is by far one of the best narrators I've heard. Best lit RPG I've listened to and some others. The Land series, Awaken Online series, Digital Online, Paragons, Paragons, uh, Ascend Online, and uh, Veridin's Gate Online. Other notable books, Armada, Ernest Klein, We Are Legion, We Are Bob, Off to Be a Wizard. And he has in brackets, Very Rick and Morty Meets the Matrix in a Fantasy Setting. Best book soon, hopefully, uh, to be a movie. Uh, so good. Uh, Res Rising series. It's a trilogy I highly recommend. Only problem with lit RPG is they all tend to have a familiar theme. Enjoy. Thanks for sending that in, Jim. We did have, I remember us asking everybody, like, we always talk about what we recommend and stuff that we've been watching and reading. And so you're more than welcome to do that. Just, you know, we'll try not to wait a month to reply to you. As we're transitioning over to our Cross Realm cast, where all that will be going. So that's in the future. But so thank you, Jim. And anybody else you want to send in stuff that you recommend, you can send it to um, at ratedarkgmail.com or ratedark at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. Now it is time to talk games. What we have been doing or if we've been doing anything, anything game related. Here we go. Promo! You're gonna get us started. Um, so I've been uh, playing a lot of Starbound um, on Esme's uh, advice, actually. Yeah. Um, she had got the game and she was playing, and she, you know, recommended it. And I uh, quickly set up a server, and I love this game. It's a a great game to watch, like Netflix at the same time I play. Um, but at the same hand, it's it's extremely difficult. It's not yes. at all. Don't let the you know the low the low level graphics here fool you. This game is really difficult um, and can be very frustrating. Like right now, I died and lost all my stuff. So every time you die in the game, you lose all your stuff and you have to go back and get them. They never disappear. They never go away. But you literally have to be able to make your way back to wherever you were and get them. Um, so it's a typical like mining two D mining game. So this is like a branch off of. Um, Terraria? Terraria, right. So Terraria came on around a lot sooner than Starbound. Um, and so Starbound is is um, of a similar in nature, the type of game, you know, it's survival, 2D, um, but it takes its roots from Minecraft even before that. So you build with blocks and you do different things like that. And you craft items and you build a base. And the way Starbound um, kind of builds on Terraria is that it goes to outer space, basically, and there are different worlds. Um, Terraria, once you get started, the, the world eventually feels starts to feel a little small. Um, so kind of Starbound went beyond that, and they made multiple worlds. Um, and I think they did a great job with it. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, the game is cute. It's it's got all the you know the right things with it. Um, so it's it's good. Esme, you you played it a bit. Do you have anything to add to it? Well, I was going to ask you. Um, did you know that you can change? what type of a character if it's survival or casual so if it's survival i think you lose everything on death and you have to eat and drink or i think if yeah. it's casual you don't lose everything on that i, I didn't wanna... know that i did put it on survival settings so it's oh that might it's be why constantly keeping yourself fed i did not I, do it <laughs> survival <laughs> yeah, settings 
It's really hard. It's not it's not easy at all. I think I thought that was cool that you could pick what kind of um, gameplay you wanted to go into, even though you're playing on a server. So it's almost like, you know, how we get to pick what happens to players when they join the ARC servers. Well, this is kind of reverse. Like, you get to pick what happens to you on this this kind of server. Because you started the, um, you, you're hosting the CRR Starbound server. Right. So you can play on servers with Starbound. So you can play with Promo and I um, on this game. And... I think that there's like farming and what I found that I had to do is I, cause I kept getting killed because for some reason, one thing I think that frustrates, frustrates me about games like this and Terraria, like starting out, like you get your stupid little dagger and that doesn't do anything. And you get like, yeah, you get like ganged up on by like four or five yeah. mobs and I can and it just pisses me off. And so what I do is I get a bunch of dirt dirt and i just start mining a bunch of dirt blocks and when i see a baddie coming i make a wall in front of me i'm like ha ah, i can't climb this up here asshole and then like walk over him like i make a dirt platform so if you're ever around me playing and then sometimes i trap them in little dirt circles so I, i'll put i'll jump down and throw a wall up and keep them trapped in between those two little walls of dirt because because <laughs> i can't kill myself kill them with the crappy weapons that i have at when you first start so and I think that's yet, the only frustrating part. I've gotten now. I've gotten to the point where I have more weapons than I can use. Okay. And they're all about the same strength. So I, what really needs to happen is to get more people playing in order for me to really progress much further. Oh, As you can okay. see, there there are a lot like um, some pretty big bosses that you have to have more than one person to play. So it's, right, it's very arc esque in that manner, and they want you to have like you know six people in your tribe, and you're all working together, and you could incorporate them into your. Um, I forget what they call it, but it's like a like Starfleet or something like that. Yeah. Because the game is is very space based, and you go to different planets and stuff like that. Um, I haven't even begun doing the whole like ship repair aspect of the game yet, and building a ship because um, I I'm, I just keep dying and having to go get all my stuff and barely making it back, and it's it's very it's it's almost comical at this point. And apparently yeah. there are there are animals that I'm seeing in the trailer right now that like there are animals that I didn't even know you could you can get and train so there's there's so many things that you could do in this game that i didn't even know was and possible this is, this is the steam one right yeah this is the one yeah that's showing up on the uh the stream right now but um it's and a lot of fun this is called moonbound starbound oh earthbound i thought he was Black kidding <laughs> oh maybe he was kidding he is kidding oh, welcome hey guys I just brought in Electron. Sorry, man, I didn't even see that you were up there. So I'm. No, nah, you're good. I was about to uh, comment on the stream. <laughs> All right, cool. I think I'm gonna have to turn you down because you seem a yeah, little crazy. Loud. Stop yeah. yelling at us! I'll turn myself down. As okay, that, that would be awesome. Really loud, Take man. the microphone out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounded like when you talk behind a cold water band. Right? Relax. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was Starbound. So, um, so I've also been playing. I've been playing a lot of um, Team Fortress 2 lately. Um, we got a server going for Team Fortress 2, and uh, me, Giga, Provoke, Goon, um, Cyber, a bunch of us are, are kind of just been hopping in and out of the server, and um, we have it set for uh, bots and stuff like that, so um, you could play by yourself, whatever. The game is now officially 10 years old, and that's kind of what sparked wow. Um And it's its 10th anniversary. I can uh, tell just it's the last 10 years few old. It's um it is it is a great it is a great staple in the better first than person shooter. 
in genre and they've really defined and made this this game and it's free to play it's 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 a really great game for what it is and so it felt kind of cool to bring up a server after 10 years and still have this great great gameplay that uh is just kind of timeless um so i will say I th- they did take genre and really push it out to the masses um it's not the first but it's it was a really good one and you know, that game is still fun to play now. It really is a fun game to still play. But you could see its age, but it's still fun nonetheless. They, so they just released a new map for it called Jung, uh, Jungle Inferno. Um, actually, it's called Mercy, Mercenary Park. Um, but uh, the, the update that they release is Jungle Inferno. Um, and so they're really just continuing to add to the game. Uh, I think there are some new skins. Giga, you know more, a little bit more than, than I do. What, what was the uh, this release? The update would be, from what I know, it's a map, a bunch of new weapons, probably some new hats, and yeah, I don't think there's a new game, but I think it's just the map, and then every up has like hats and weapons and stuff added to it. Yeah, so and that was with that yeah. jungle. Yeah, so that's this. This came out just recently, um, in basically in in reflection that it was ten years old. Um, they released this update. Um, some new weapons, the new pyro weapons actually here, war paint, cases, taunts. Um, so they just they added a new Jungle Inferno campaign. Uh, awesome. It's a, it's a great game, um, and it, like I said, it's a staple and timeless um, kind of game. So um, The next game we played um, was last night, actually. We did a uh, free-to-play uh, Friday, <laughs> and we did this game called Deceit. Um, and how did that game go, oh, man? I really it was to a that. blast. That was dude. really fun, man. It was. My sister a... thought it was good. It was. She had a blast. She thought we would like it. We did. We, we really did. So basically, the premise of the game is there are six people in a map, and two of the six are infected. Nobody knows other than the two that are infected who are the infected people. Um, there are blood bags for the infected to stay alive while the lights are on. Um, and you need to get those blood bags and fill up the the meter or whatever so that you can um, you can you can turn you can into turn. this beast at night at night when the, when the light, lights go off. Um, for the people who aren't infected, there are uh, challenges you have to do in order to get to the next room. And eventually, the idea is that you want to escape before you get eaten or killed. Um, the cool thing is, while the lights are on. Um, if you catch someone doing any behaviors that seem like they're the one that's infected, you shoot them and you down them, and basically anyone else who is in the area can vote if this person should stay alive or not. Um, so during the day, the way the uh, or when the lights are on, the way the non-infected basically counteract the infected is to figure out who that person is and kill them before it gets nighttime when when the infected person can kill them. Um, so. You know, with a group of friends, this game is just fantastic. Um, it's it's a whole lot of fun, you know. And you know, you're lying to each other, and you're 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 trying to play off that you're you know not infected, and you're you're doing part of the missions, and you're you're actually collecting fuses, but you never put them in the you know the the end goal and the fuse box, and you do shit like that. And everyone chooses if you should be eliminated or not and it's just a lot of fun last night i mean anyone else who played you, you you're welcome to, to add on here and uh, it's, it's great fun especially if you're actually good at lying <laughs> yeah yeah there you go giga definitely <laughs> well i wanted to do the uh haunted <laughs> hotel that was basically going to be the premise of it 
Right. Like, the way that game plays, that was the premise. But I was, you know, that plays off of another game called Werewolf. It's kind of the same exact thing. Right. And, and it's a game you play in person with them friends. Right. So I was going to basically do that for the uh, Murder Hotel. So it was actually cool that they do have a game and we can have fun with that. Because that's a lot of fun to play. And it's free. But it's like a party of six, right? So yeah. Yeah, so it can kind of be kind of poopy have, if you don't have just you have sex. More. Well, no, they'll fill up. Um, the room with randos. Oh, okay. If you don't have six, but luckily last night we had exactly six, um, and it was a blast, man. We awesome. We had a great time, and uh, even it was a lot of laughs. Six. We because even did have that's one. A game you can play with more people for sure. We even did have one where, um, well, we played a few matches right there, close to closer to the end, where we had uh, a random come in. Yeah, like a random play. person. <laughs> and, he pretty much just right at the start decide just he's he's in fact kill him. <laughs> <laughs> is there any in game oh, voice? So right oh, no. the gate, you just there is an, in there is the an in game voice <laughs> pretty that much. we didn't use. Pretty much just oh, like don't okay. trust him, pop him right now. Get out of here. <laughs> the game was a lot of fun. Um we had a blast uh, last night doing that and uh, that's the scene. Um, and the last game I wanted to talk to you guys about was a game that um, caught my eye. Of course, uh, most of us in our in our thirties um, or around that time played a lot of King's Quest on the computer. If you if you were lucky enough, and Queen, I've never Queen's, heard of that. King's Quest was a great point and click adventure game. Uh, they kind of defined avant genre in many ways, and they had great storylines, great um, just great narrative in all of their games that they ever made. And so the IP has been rebooted um, to a new version of King's Quest, and the gameplay is fantastic. The animation is fantastic. The the uh, there is a narrator who I'm I'm gonna not know his name, and I should. The dude who played Doc in um, the Back to the Future movies. Can someone please give me an assist? Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd yeah. narrates this story. Um, while you play it and it's literally one of the coolest stories and once i started playing it it's it plays out as a grandfather reading a story to his granddaughter and so all along there's like we didn't rip off princess bride yeah i was gonna say (laughs) they did they totally did but in the end it's it's a fantastic game um it's well done and if they did rip them off they did a great job at (laughs) least doing them justice of of keeping the um it's not playing. Why are you? I'm sorry. I'm trying to get this stupid stream going. But um, the animation is cool because there's the, there's the little touch. Um, they have like, so it's obviously a bedtime story, the first one you're doing. And so they have like beds all over the place. Um, and they're like hanging from the, the, the ceiling. And it's just, you can tell like just the animation and the, the what they were trying to do has really been encapsulated. Um, the first chapter, which is free. Um, you, so you get to play the first chapter free. Um, I've already been in two hours, I think, and I'm still not done with the first chapter. Um, and it's a great story. My son, I, I was like, when, as soon as I started playing, I knew my son would love it. And it's kid-friendly in terms of controls, and it's kind of um, not reliant too heavily on the game aspect, and as well as um, really focusing on delivering a story. So it's, it's very um, uh, tall tale games in that way, like with the, the, the storytelling and the way they do their their stuff um and of course you still have the just the amazing 
narration and uh, storyline that has always been the King's Quest um, genre or series. So they did a great job with it. Um, I still haven't made it all the way through the first chapter. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be buying all six chapters that they have out um, as we work, you know, play through it with my son. He loves the story. It's a lot, got a lot of adult humor. At the same time, it's got kids' humor. So they did a great job uh, balancing the whole thing out. And, that's, and how uh, much is that one? This one's free. Um, oh, that's free the, too. The first chapters, the first chapters, free. Oh, okay. and then you get the rest of it for twenty-five bucks. How many chapters is there? There's. Yeah. It looks like there's five chapters total. Yep, total five. So oh, okay. Four extra chapters the, are, uh, as a package, twenty-four ninety-nine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, nine and ten dollars individually, which obviously doesn't make sense if you're going to buy more than one. Um, just go ahead and go get the bundle, but. Um, I, it's really, it really blew my mind. They did, they did the genre uh, a really good. Uh, it just rebooted it really well. I'm not finding the words I want to say, but it's a, it's a great game. I recommend it to anyone with kids. Um, you know, kind of eight years old, six years old, somewhere between there. Um, it's got dragons and and all kinds of mystery and magic and stuff like that. And kids will love it. You know, I didn't think Sierra still existed. <laughs> I guess they do. They certainly do. They and they did a great job, and and it's almost because I don't feel like that many people know about this game, um, that it was you know that it was released. Um, it was actually released in 2015. I didn't even realize. Well, yeah, that's. So it's been out for a long time, and they do have very positive overall reviews. Um, it's just uh, they did a fantastic job with reboot, and you, it's just rare that you see uh, an old classic game get a proper reboot at the same time capture what made it a good game back then and bringing it into the modern time with all new graphics and, and everything like that. And it's, it's a great game. It should play on most systems because it is cell, cell shading um, technology. So it's not heavy on your processor and it gives a, a really good animated look. So that sounds awesome. So Sierra is no longer the Sierra of old. They're actually Activision. Sierra just uh, kept uh... the brand name, but it's Activision as of 2014. That explains a lot. Someone's got an open. Oh, it's provoke doing all kinds yeah. of stuff. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what's going on? Provoke, provoke. <laughs> and provoking so us. Don't provoke that us. That really <laughs> means I'm done, and I'm going to give it over to Gigabyte. I put you in second, nice. Giga. I didn't yeah, put you in first. I'm sure you think you're hilarious. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I put myself at the end for a reason. He put in parentheses, Esme, I swear, if you put me first again, I'm like, then I'll put you second. <laughs> because you're, I'm always the person you put first. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you're correct. I will not deny. You might as well get the riffraff finished first. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing we had Prometheus go first. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Waffles the waffles before served. the chicken. Oh, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. But uh, I've so, been playing, yeah. a lot of, um, playing a lot of PUBG recently. I've been bouncing between uh, PUBG, Destiny 2, EVE Online, and then Prometheus. I saw that you've played a little bit of this uh, Fractured Space. Oh my god, oh. that is another game. That's like EVE Online. You literally well, need to, like, they have, like, a college course that you need to take. And yeah. Well, you it's also how to, like, basically like a, a spaceship. Kind of basically like I'm a mobile sleeping right now space. just thinking about that game. Like, I just fell asleep. <laughs> oh I was going to say, dude. Fractured Space, honestly, it feels it. to me like uh, like World of Warships with giant, like, spaceships. Like, if you don't have a doctorate in trigonometry, you can't play this game. 
It's it's really difficult. If you're someone who's naturally good at flying spaceships and you know understanding zero gravity kind of situations and uh, okay, to... okay, I'll I'll admit to that. <laughs> so if if that's what you do, then you know maybe you have a, a good time with it. But to me, Fracture Space and Eve Online were both very hard games to uh, well, get into. I, I want to move faster than most of things that should move in space. I guess I is, love is there... both of them. In fact, I'm mining right now in EVE Online. Well, I feel like with EVE Online, I haven't ever actually played it. But for what I've heard, I feel like you have to be in there pretty much all the time if you want to keep it free. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Yeah, uh, what, um, what, what are your feelings on Destiny 2? You uh, that. You'll like it oh. if you enjoyed Destiny 1. Okay, I have a tangent on this. Can I, can I, can I go off a little yeah. bit? Dive in. Cause I, yeah, you played a all lot right. of uh, Destiny 1, didn't you, Fo? Yeah, played a lot of Destiny 1, um, max level in a Destiny 2 now. I'm like max light. Wow, that was fast. I'm super Power. close too, yeah. So basically, if you never played Destiny 1, this is a good game, okay? You have a lot to, like, you, you have a lot to do. It's a good game, um, and it's a lot of fun. If you play Destiny 1, you loved it. It's still a good game because it's better than the first one, like, like uh, graphically and things like that. But in my opinion, it's not different enough, and it just feels like an expansion. It doesn't feel like a sequel. It's not a sequel. It's a, basically, to me, it's an expansion that they sold to us as a sequel. As a full and copy. that kind of pissed me off. Yeah. Um, I've, uh... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But it's still a good game but i will tell you um if you're looking for like a game that's going to give you like 200 hours plus i wouldn't say that destiny 2 is going to give that to you right now in its current state it'll probably give you like if you want to get max level and you get a raid team it'll probably give you like 100 hours but if you don't have a raid team and you're not into pvp you're gonna hit a wall and you're going to hit that wall around the 40-hour mark if you can't get into the raids and you don't like the PvP. Do they have matchmaking in this one? The uh, they don't have activities. matchmaking for the raids. Actually, you know okay. what they do have for the raids? They have a new thing called um, the uh, Guardian Project or something like that. It's like guided where something. A, where a raid team could sign up and they could take in randoms into the raid with them. And then if they get you through the raid, they get points and stuff for their clan. Yeah, it's, oh, like, that's a it's like a guided system or something. I think it reduces the, the rewards a little bit, but... Yeah, and they could do that for Nightfalls, and they could do that for the raids. And their clan gets a whole bunch of, like, points if they help people through. And they get, like, ratings and whatnot. It's pretty cool. Like, that's, that's actually something I really like. I think that's a really cool thing. But if you're looking to buy Destiny 2, dude... And so you're not, it's not going to be like Ark, or if, you, if you're thinking it's going to be like one of those survival games, it's not. It's more of a game that you play, you get into it, and you're going to hit a wall, and it's a type of game where you play it until you're bored, and then you wait for the expansions. Yeah, or like I'll sign in, like maybe I'll play two days out of the week to hit all of the um, weekly stuff, and then I don't touch it the rest of the week. Yeah, you get all the weekly power engrams and stuff like that, so... I do the same thing. I'm at the point now I sign in once or twice a week to get the power engram stuff done on, on both my characters. And then um, they had 
they had Iron Banner this uh, past week, which is like a special PvP uh, week-long event. And there's new gear, there's new weapons, there's new armor. And what they tried to do with this sequel is they tried to make it feel like less of like a, a, a grind. So they want you to kind of just have to pop in once or twice a week. That's what they were... That's what they want. They don't want you to feel like you have to be on every single day. And yeah, I, I don't like games that that art kind of did me in with that. Like, I don't, I don't want a game that feels like a right. chore at all anymore. Well, that's what it is. So, so like, Destiny doesn't feel like that. Like, it might feel like that in the very beginning because you want to grind to get like a lot of the good stuff, but you get there pretty quickly. And then, like, uh, Gigabyte was just saying, then you just sign in a couple of times a week. You do the uh, weekly things where you get your higher level, uh, the uh, gear and stuff like that. And the uh, once a month they have they have Iron Banner, which is like a PvP. And what they did was they listened to the complaints because they um had Iron Banner and it was very grindy. In fact, I handed in about twenty five engrams, which equates to like probably a good solid ten to fifteen hours of PvP play. And I didn't get the full set of armor, which is nuts. Like I kept on getting repeats, I kept on getting doubles, and yeah. everybody just complained saying. You don't want the game to feel grindy. You don't want us to feel like you have to sign in, but you're not, you know, we, we, it feels like a grind because if we want to unlock all the gear, we have to keep on playing. And then a lot of us didn't get all the gear. So they're fixing that where now you could play, you could get your points, and you could purchase items from the vendor. This way you don't got to get repeats. So that's cool. So it looks like it's coming out for the PC in just a couple of days from now. The twenty fourth. Yeah, so, which I, I just find it, I, I found it funny why they waited for the PC release so long. Because I feel like now the hype of the game is dead, and like now so, it's coming on PC. I don't know. A lot of times, um, company console makers, um, Sony or Microsoft, they will pay for the rights to be the exclusive yeah, uh, for the yeah, release. I know. So, as a matter of so fact, they end up, PlayStation you know, does the have. PlayStation 4 does have the rights. They get, they get all the expansions early before everybody, and they get special weapons that you guys don't get until next year. They basically subsidize the cost of the game pretty strongly, and that's how they get away with stuff like that. There's that uh, pre-order weapon, that exotic rifle. I think it's like a, I think it's the only one of its kind too. It's like a line. It's not a line. It's like a line rifle or something, isn't it, foe? Oh, like um the the uh, the cold heart. Cold so heart, you're that's not gonna the get name, the... yeah. Okay, so you're not going to get them on PC. I was wondering because the cold heart, the cold heart is a cool weapon. It's like a freaking laser beam. And as long as you can keep the beam on target, it does it, it um, gets more and more powerful as you like keep it on. And I was wondering because if that gun went to PC, it's a lot easier to keep a mouse on target than it is a uh, controller. So that weapon is going to be a lot stronger when it eventually does hit the uh, the PC. So is it? Do you think it's possible if I can go get the first Destiny uh, at a cheaper cost that I can go play it still? Is it like is it like an online only game, or or yeah. have they shut it's any of that stuff only. down? I mean, they're I don't not think shutting they shut servers down. down anytime yeah, soon, I, don't I don't think, think. they've shut yeah. Destiny down. Okay. Yeah, they still have they all the old the stuff because there's still plenty of content and stuff to play through. Yeah, on there, like so you can grab they would... uh, Destiny, go play that. It's dirt cheap too. Um, if you can get, probably get the collection though. Just yeah. so you have all the expansions. I gotcha. I don't know all like the how many people are like actively a... raiding on that one. You know, oh. I don't know if you get into it. And like the raids on those, that's a lot of story, you know, in those raids. Yeah, good luck doing the raids nowadays. 
Yeah, that's true. You just, uh, really mainly cool the that... main problem is uh, trying having to find matchmaking with that because there isn't any, so you have to actually find people to do it with. It would be really cool. It would be smart if they were like, if you want to try Destiny 1, we are going to tone down all the raids since everybody did it already, where you could go through solo over like a handful of people, like one or two people. Like they should tone it back this way. If you just want to see the content and go through it, you 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 um can you know that would be really oh, cool. Yeah, that would be cool. WoW does that. Like World of Warcraft does that, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, some of the raids, especially that, like don't they? like uh, Mass Effect, doing that kind of stuff where they basically have an option to choose. Anyway, I didn't have much to say there. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, Will. No, but uh, some of the raids, um, like the Oryx raid in the original Destiny, you had to have. Uh, at least four people, because there were some of the things uh, that you couldn't progress through unless you had the people to actually activate different panels or whatever. Just wasn't, just not feasible to do it with any think, less than four to six. I think the Vault of Glass raid you could do solo. Yeah, that one you probably could. Um, I don't think I ever did that one solo, but yeah, that one seems like you could do it solo. But definitely Oryx raid, you had to have a squad of people with you what you can do it because you need a runner to go around and jump across the platforms on top and you need the people to stand on the podiums yeah exactly all right does that so, mean this the space mean it's cyber judge's turn or what i think i think yeah gigabyte you done you got you got all your stuff in there or it yeah, was like about nothing 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 all right cyber judge i think that's your turn then all righty um so i i've only been playing a few things um so PUBG, uh, I've been playing a lot of. Uh, I've been uh, teaming up a lot with Provoke. Uh, uh, we've been getting really good playing together, I think. Uh, we've gotten some good dynamics uh, playing. Um, and I played with others from CRR, but it's been primarily Provoke and I. Um, my real-life boss actually plays as well, so there's been many times where I go play with him, but... Uh, I really enjoy uh, Provoke, and uh, I have tried the Fortnite Battleground, uh, the free-to-play part of Fortnite. Um, I wasn't very impressed with it. Uh, I, 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 I personally feel like PUBG is better, um, but like it's been mentioned before, you either like Fortnite or you don't. Um, I'm just one of those ones that just can't get into Fortnite. I just prefer the gameplay of PUBG better. I don't know what makes it better. Um, it's just, I know that I get pulled back into to PUBG over Fortnite, so. Awesome. I, say, I, I do definitely have uh, a lot more fun playing with Cyber on PUBG than uh, trying to go at it alone. I've made it a lot farther with, uh, a lot farther with Cyber than I have all by myself. Really? You know? That's weird. I generally do better when I'm by myself than when I'm playing with a group. That's what my buddy Acer says, too. He says he gets, uh... You know, he's gotten like the other day we were uh, trying to get a winner winner chicken dinner. He sent me three pictures in a row where he won three matches in a row. Yeah, it's like it's easier to win against people who are playing solo. You just got to get that one person. Yeah. How well, often are people still cheating, though, and getting themselves on the same server? Um, is that possible at all? I mean, the other it's... day I got killed by a dude who was walking 50 feet in the air. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I heard, I I heard they were banning like six, six thousand people, people a day. A day. Yeah, I've been cheating. Two cheaters cheating. the whole time I've played. 
Yeah, I was um, going to say, I don't think I've I, I've been playing it as well, um, and I don't think I've really run into that many cheaters either. Uh, it's just one of those things. It, it'll happen sometimes, but those will be probably pretty few and far in between. I've run into questionable situations where I've thought, like, maybe, but no, it's probably just because I suck. <laughs> so, um, but I have seen, uh, you know, quite a few videos of people complaining that it's bugged and uh, and that the cheaters all over the place. But like, I haven't run into any problems with bugs or anything. Yeah, neither have I. That's one thing I hear people say: it's so buggy. Why? Why would anybody pay thirty bucks for a, a game that's so buggy? But I've honestly, other than the main lobby, when you're before you start playing, sometimes you have to refresh that screen. Uh, to actually get your whole team readied up and stuff. But once you're in game, um, unless the server you're playing on is lagging, uh, I really find that there's no issues and it's very rare that I land on a server where it's lagging. I do play a lot of solo when nobody's around, but um, I prefer just being in a group. You have somebody to talk to, you have somebody to coordinate with and Watch your back, I guess. Yeah, your partners may see something that you don't see, or squads are even better when you have a group of four, uh, which is the max size group. Um, that's even uh, more interesting because it's a group. The thing, though, when you're playing in duo or uh, uh, groups of four or squads, um, you don't get killed right away. If you lose all your health, you get downed, and one of your teammates can try to revive you um, before um, you get bleed out or the other the people who are shooting you continue shooting you uh to, f to finish you off but um uh you still have that chance if you can crawl away so when you get down you can still crawl you just can't shoot or anything you can crawl into cover and get your teammate to res you and that adds a little bit of a challenge where you don't get that in solo once you're you're dead in solo you're dead that's the end so it i i, I personally like the soul uh, the duos and squads for that reason uh, if i do get killed because I don't see somebody, I still have the opportunity to continue playing uh, if my partner's there to get me back up. So, so as long as they're not dead like me first. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> chime in. When Sorry, is this know. is the public battleground um PUBG is what is the pissing contest that's always going back and forth on our Discord? Is it with the the Fortnite knockoff or is that what everybody keeps talking about? Because I keep hearing about this knockoff game. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you the time. Bring me up to speed, Giga. I'll bring, bring me up. You. All right. Here's how it works. PUBG came out, right? Okay. And then I can't remember. I can't remember if the base Fortnite was out before PUBG. Base or Fortnite was out, out first. Yeah. Okay. So the base Fortnite horde mode, whatever it is, that they charged forty dollars for a free to play game, came out for. And then PUBG okay. came out. And then a little bit after PUBG got oh, super oh, popular. Oh, sorry. Uh, PUBG was definitely out before Fortnite. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Point is. Freaking, they existed. They were two separate, completely separate games, and then PUBG started getting stupidly popular. Right. And all of a sudden, Fortnite's like, "Huh, let's release a battle royale game." But isn't I mean, there is it tied in or games it... that have made this whole genre way exactly. before either of Including these games existed? Yeah, yeah PUBG is... had had a, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, here's the thing, though. I've played Survival of the Fittest. I've played. I think I played. I played a little bit of H1Z1. And then I I played Arma. I think I played the Arma mod a while back. But Fortnite genuinely feels like PUBG ripoff. They, well, okay. They, they took Here, here's, some of the elements. Certainly. Here's a theory I've been reading about. PUBG is made in Unreal Engine. So some people are thinking, uh, and they and they and Bluehole had to work pretty closely with Epic Games 
who, by the way, made Fortnite, uh, in order to get some of their stuff working and working the way they wanted it to. And Epic Games actually implemented features specifically to put into the engine for Battlegrounds to use. Um, so the one of the theories players, that's being right? thrown out is that Epic, because they have access to, uh, have had access to things that um, PUBG that has been made for PUBG, is that they are using some of those things for their own game. Okay, and that's just a theory there, but it okay. you know, well, it really feels like it. Fortnite yeah. feels like a looser PUBG. The funny thing is, PUBG couldn't exist without Epic Games and the engine. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Man, what, the but but Epic H one Z one. Yeah. So you know, battle royale style games definitely existed before this. In fact, you know, PUBG came up because Player Unknown got kicked off the Armor Mod uh, project, or so I hear. Um, but uh, basically, with with a game engine, just because you use a game engine to make a game doesn't mean that you necessarily give the creators the right to rip your stuff off <laughs> like yeah i was no, reading an article course, about but... it the other day there's a difference there's a difference when you license a game engine it doesn't give the people who own the engine any kind of legal like let's say somebody licenses valve's stuff they can't and they use valve's engine they can't take our assets from half-life and use them and call them their own of course not but the game engine is a huge element of making a game i mean it's it's one of the the larger costs so yeah if in order to to just pick up and continue where someone else left off i mean to pick up someone else's engine and make your own game from it is a huge feat that you couldn't achieve because there are things like open source engines like you wouldn't even be able to make games uh or maybe people wouldn't even be able to do any of it um yeah, and that's, because that's those things true. exist those that's that's the only thing that enables something like this to happen I'm just so. saying, I'm sure that Fortnite Battle Royale wouldn't exist if PUBG get as popular as it did. So being not. being someone who's played both of them then, <clears throat> which one you preferred um, PUBG over the Fortnite version? PUBG, for sure. <laughs> Fortnite feels yeah. almost like a cartoony PUBG. Okay. I can see that because yeah. of their graphics that they have and all that. Not even the graphics. It's like the aiming is a lot looser. Oh, it's got, okay. It's got aim assist on it as well. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a more casual game, and I yeah. I haven't played PUBG, but I like the um the free to play uh, Fortnite because one, it's free to play, and I didn't have to pay any money just to try it out. Um, it's a quick you know quick game. You pick it up pretty quick, and you know it's a, it seems a lot more lax than. PUBG is being taken probably a little too seriously, if I had to guess, um, or from the way I interact with the people that I work with um, who play that game, um, they seem to be very, um, I don't know, just high maintenance in, in terms of just the gameplay. I play with Prometheus. Yeah. The other day I flipped a motorcycle over a house. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. you do not have to be serious it's in PUBG all about at all if you don't want to. With. There is a, uh, uh, some that play PUBG competitively. Um, I, like was actually, I was actually going to be in a tournament the other day. Oh, I can cool. get my team together, though. One of them <laughs> busy, so we had to drop out. But, yeah, there's definitely tournaments going on for it. Oh, cool. But I play it just for fun. I don't play it to be competitive. Uh, I've gotten, I think, since I played, I've gotten two chicken dinners, which is when you come in first. Uh, none solo. I've come in second several times in solo, but um, I just play it for fun. Um, probably 
not the greatest at it. I, I more, uh, I'm not greatest at anything. I, <laughs> I just play because I, to have fun. <laughs> That's how I am, man. Yeah, I'm not you trying absolutely to be the best, have to so. play. You absolutely have to play to have fun. Well, how yeah. about those single player games where things like Shadow of War that you wanted to talk about here? Ooh, I see what you did there, Mister. The waffle is stopping, stopping our waffle. So, um, waffle with the release of Shadow of War, which came out this uh, past week or two, um, I uh, decided to install the predecessor of that game called Shadows of Mordor. I love that Um, game. Oh my god! uh, So I picked that up a long time ago in a Steam bundle or on a Steam sale or something. I don't know where I picked it up, but it was in my uh, Steam library, and I'm like, hmm, I should try to uh, install that and play that, because I've uh, heard on a lot of podcasts people talking about Shadow War, and they've mentioned that Shadow War has a lot of similarities to um, Shadow of Mordor. So I installed it, I've been playing that. Uh, it's uh, uh, not a bad game, and it's a very open-world game. Uh, you can pretty much go anywhere you want, pick what you want to do, and there's tons of choices. Uh, the game takes place between the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Um, you as a player controls Talion, uh, who is a ranger, uh, who ends up getting bonded with a wraith, and you get learn about this in the beginning of the game. Uh, uh, but you don't know, or I, I didn't pick up who this wraith was, so, um, the two, uh, set out, uh, to avenge the death of their loved ones, um, so in the beginning of the game, you see Talion uh, being uh, killed by, or he, he gets killed by his whole family, his wife and his older son all get killed uh, by the Dark Hand of Sauron and his group. And uh, then you find out that he didn't actually die, he uh, wasn't allowed to die and instead was bound by, with this uh, wraith and uh, he's out trying to avenge the deaths of his family. Um, so, uh, players can engage in melee combat and use Wraith abilities, uh, to fight uh, and manipulate enemies. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, later in the game, you can tame giants and, uh, uh, other, uh, creatures so that you can ride them. Um, and, uh, it does have what's called a nemesis system, uh, which allows the NPC players to remember the deaths of Talion, uh, or you as a player and uh, they react accordingly so if a captain kills you they get stronger they move up in sauron's army rank and then if you when you encounter them again not only are they harder to beat but they'll uh, make comments pertaining to your last meeting when they killed you so it's it's kind of neat that way that uh, got that kind of programming uh, in place and to remember all the things that have happened in the game uh, in the past to bring up again in the future um i think it's a good game uh uh when i need something for solo it is a solo game i don't know if there's a multiplayer uh side to it i don't believe so but uh, i could be wrong no no the um yeah, the single player so. does not have or sorry the the first one i don't think the second one either um for that matter um has any online elements to it the gameplay is a lot like um uh, Assassin's Creed in that yep. regard. So you too. you know move quickly through the environment with like uh, parkour like accuracy and you know you you the the battle the complex uh, combat is a lot like um, the Batman Arkham Asylum games, mm-hmm. but I think there it's even better. 
um in many ways uh it's a it's a it's a blast i had a, a lot of fun playing that game the when you start out you're kind of underpowered um like in most single player games um and as you work yourself and become stronger getting more abilities different things like that by the end you're killing so many of these orc things it's almost like um you're neo in the matrix and you're killing smiths you know you're knocking them back all over the place and you kind of just get this this flow to killing just tons of orcs and i think the game was a it was a blast to play um i haven't tried at all the new one um did you say you got the new one or you were just pulling something old out of your your library no i pulled the first uh, old in my library um i tend to wait for steam sales and stuff to pick up games gotcha and get them on the cheap i I don't uh, being in canada the games are like new games when they first come out are 80 bucks uh, or more that's crazy and uh painful uh, yeah so i tend to wait for steam sales or uh when they're on the cheap to pick them up but uh um yeah i've heard i've heard thing good things about uh the new game like now it's not just um that you have to fight the chiefs and stuff like that you can actually there's a way of uh building your army with them and uh kind of taming them i guess you can say um but i don't know all the details it it, but it sounds like it'll be a whole lot of fun but i'll I'll get through shadows of mordor and learn the story of shadows of mordor because i'm still very early on playing it and um now from what i understand the the way it works is the ip is not fully licensed so they were only paying for certain elements of the lord of the rings um game or, or sorry the, yeah that the sounds IP. right because if you notice the game doesn't say lord of the rings it's just called middle earth shadows of mordor yeah, yeah. so they, they license very very specific aspects and in fact i think the first one has a small feature of Gollum. um yeah. so he, he he comes into play very short and they obviously wanted to pay for that to really get the um the, the core elements of the ip that were important for the the viewer to understand but it really has no bearing on the hobbit and the lord of the rings stories if i'm not mistaken right um from what i kind of like a almost like a side story type thing yeah Yeah. i guess it because it has the sauron and the hand of sauron in it i guess that's the tie-in either that or it's almost like an alternate history if i had to put it that way well yeah they couldn't they just they weren't uh, allowed to or they couldn't get the deal to effectively license most of the story but they were willing to do some of it um and i think they did a great job with it um i i thought that was an issue like when i first started playing it i was like oh this is going to be kind of strange and you know like a wannabe lord of the rings story um but i really didn't feel that way by the time i was um mostly through it um and just the gameplay with the action was just fantastic and it's a great single player game yeah i'm having a lot of fun with it i'm still early on and just kind of catching on that like basically to get the experience stuff to level up you don't just kill the uh, regular urix and stuff you have to actually go and find the uh the main chiefs and uh, kill the chiefs and yeah uh that's how you get your experience to unlock your new skills and stuff like that and i i'm finding it that the, the way i've been playing maybe i'm playing it wrong but usually when i find one chief there's more than one there because you're having to go into their camps and stuff to find them so yeah, yeah you'll have challenging. like the chief and then like a a war a warlord or something and like they'll all kind of be like together yeah and uh you know you got to be careful about it but yeah it's it's a lot of fun i, I remember playing the game a lot i i, I binged the, the heck, heck out of that game 
So here's the interesting thing about the rights. Uh, Warner Brothers is was the publisher of the movies, and they also published the um, middle. You know, they have been historically the publisher for most of, if not all of, the Lord of the Rings based games in the past, and are also the publisher for the uh, Shadow Mordor games. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I, I need to read up on it more, but I'm not sure exactly. Um, where the line was drawn for these two games recently to not have Lord of the Rings in the title. So I, the think, other games did. I think it comes down to um, the uh, ownership of... There's multiple companies, right? Warner Brothers isn't just one company. Right. There's, you know, Warner Brothers games in, in the movie studios. and the, like, So there's multiple factions. And when I remember... I mean, this is all fuzzy now, but... If I remember correctly, I did read about it because I was curious as to why so much of the the original Lord of the Rings stuff wasn't incorporated. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it came down to licensing and stuff like that. Yeah, because Warner Brothers makes it, they're the ones that uh, don't they do the Lord of the Rings online as well, the MMO. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, yeah, I think it, they're the like the publisher maybe, but Turbine at least used to be the game developer. Right. Sure yeah, like so. Then that. you have also you have contracts that happen between game developers or and and the, the producers, right? So right. they may not have had the right to make a Lord of the Rings game while a different developer was making one. You know, it, it could come down to a very you know dicey situation. I think. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, I wanted to get in. Um, Mr. Hatchetman, a while back, um, up in our Mixer chat, wanted to know if anybody has been playing the new South Park, The Fractured, fractured Butt All. <laughs> have you guys not. played that? No. I, have, did I you play the Stick of Truth? No, I didn't try the Stick of Truth either. I've played the Stick of Truth. I, I, I really, really want to check it out. So, Lee, you said you've played it? Yeah, it was pretty fun. And um, have you thought about RPG? You know, and you roam around South Park. Takes it coincides with some of the episodes. Uh, the Lord, not the Lord of the Rings, the um... South Park. Um, yeah, uh... the South Park. But when they were doing all the Game of Thrones parody. Oh, okay. Yeah, it takes place at the same time. And have you thought about trying the fractured butthole? No, I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> I know, right? Have <laughs> you been trying to thinking about trying that fracture butthole? Um, so who else had or thought about it? And everybody I, was talking at the same time, I so I was trying to pull everybody out. I thought about it for sure. Um, I never played either game, and I regret it because I always hear really good things about that. Yeah, game. me I, too. I kind of want to go back and play them. I really do. Yeah, Stick of Truth was a good game. I mean, it's. I'm too tired to go in depth about it, unfortunately. <laughs> I was really impressed up, that you were still it's well awake. Worth the money. <laughs> That's why I grabbed you right away. I'm like, oh my god, he's still breathing and talking and coherent. Lee, get up here. <laughs> All right. Um, and Giga, you said you have, or you I have, have thought about yeah, it. I've thought about it, but I mean, also not motivated enough to get it, so. What about when it goes on sale on Steam? Have you guys? Because I've even eyeballed it then. Because I had heard a lot about um, the Stick of Truth, but I just haven't dove in yet either. So I understand. The games is, I'd rather get. Yeah, the thing is with the the South Park games is like it's what other people their impressions of what you're doing playing you know have an effect. You know what I mean? Like you're like playing a game that they're like have like crude crude jokes or something like that, and you just you get the you get the the stares or the 
the looks right. Oh, okay. You mean like because you do you still play? Oh, you don't ride the train as much as you used to in game, right? No, I don't. I definitely. So you don't. don't um, okay. In that regard, but yeah, I mean the same. The same. Still, the stigma goes on. You know, like just being. I don't know. I I, I don't know that I. I think I feel like South Park is over for me. Like I never. Oh really? I just. You know, it's yeah, always I can't hilarious. Get into the show anymore. Friendship oh. over. So I think it's <laughs> hilarious. So Hatchet Man, tell us um what if you've been enjoying it then. So when 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 uh, Mixer chat catches up, let us know how you what you think about the game. So um, I think, were you? I think Cyberart has one more game he wanted to talk about. Did yeah, he? Have, he was was he talking about um Team Fortress Two before that though, or or no? No, he was talking about Public Battleground. That's right, PUBG. Yeah. Carry on, Mr. Cyber, with your Team Fortress 2. Uh, so I, it was mentioned earlier, so I won't uh, go on too much on this, but uh, we've uh, I did uh, install it when I found out uh, that uh, Prometheus set up a CRR server for us, <coughs> private server for us. So I joined, uh, it was Prometheus, Provoke, Gigabyte, um, don't remember who else. There was six of us, I think, that were playing anyways. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, it's uh, basically, to me anyways, the way I, I looked at it, it's a free-to-play uh, uh, team-based shooter uh, with uh, different play modes. So each map has, a, has had a different play mode. Um, and uh, you have different classes that you can pick uh, that do different things and have different skills. A spy that can disguise themselves. You have an engineer that... Uh, can build turrets and stuff, and um, you have your sniper class. Um, those were the ones I kind of played. I don't. There was. There's so many to pick from. But I, those were the ones, ones I played, so I could say something about them. Um, the game's graphics are more cartoony, uh, and the maps are not uh, very large. Uh, it makes the game fun and fast-paced because they are smaller game, smaller maps, um, and uh, it was fun. Uh, playing as a group and we were all on team speak so probably made it more more enjoyable while we were all talking and making fun of each other and uh gigabyte was going on about being the greatest in the game and uh having work that doesn't sound like gigabyte (laughs) it's very modest that's all i wanted to say about uh, two. good night lee harvey good oh lee left (laughs) all right well um, Hatchet Man did get back with us in chat and said that he really, he said, OMG, I love the game, talking about Fractured Butthole. So he <laughs> is a voice for um, for the Fractured Butthole. I can't hear that title without laughing a little bit. <laughs> I can't stop <laughs> saying it. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right, Esme, I think that brings fractured us up to you. Butthole. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's well, a number of ways. Fair, that's not how they spelled it. Yeah. Title, yeah. But... <laughs> Fractured, but whole. Is it too much? But you fiber? know they meant it. <laughs> like if um, you had too much fiber and you got really bound up, I could see maybe getting a fracture. But I don't know, maybe. Like <laughs> oh, oh, all right. So, um, going into speaking of fractured bubbles, it's my turn. Um, sauce. What a combo! <laughs> I have um, found I I don't I've never played Fallout uh, Four. Like I see everybody else um, when it first came out, everybody, you know, it would be on my Steam list. Like everybody, just like Ark. Like everybody was either playing Ark or everybody was playing Fallout Four. I never got into it, 
and because um, I was playing Ark. <laughs> but then I found Fallout Shelter on Steam, and then I found out that it's also available it's on thing. iOS, Google Play, yeah. Steam, and Xbox One. So I thought that was cool. But um, it's I just started messing around with it today. It popped up on my um, screen and or up on my little queue or whatever in Steam, and it's crazy. It's have you guys it's ever played game. it? Yeah, I played a lot of it when it first came out, um, about a year or, or ago or so. Um, and you basically uh, play the um, vault manager, and you yeah, yeah, your vault out like you would like you would normally be. A person in the vault in Fallout, Fallout Shelter, you play the vault manager. Oh, okay. You build out your vault, and you build a, you know living quarters and you know kitchens, and you build elevators, and you build all these things that you need to survive in your uh, in oh, your med, vault. Med bay, med station, yeah, yeah. power station, yeah, science lab, science lab. Yeah. You build uh, stim stim packs, or science lab. You build, um, sorry, uh, Radaway. And you know, Med Bay, you build stim packs to to heal your guys. You can send people out and do uh, send them out to wander, basically, and gather you stuff. You know, it's okay. funny that you brought that up because I've actually had it like pulled up on my computer since I started playing today. Oh, on Fallout Shelter or Fallout Four? Fallout Shelter. Um, oh, okay. I used to play on my on my Android, um, and then I kind of I got a new phone and never re-downloaded it. But then uh, when I got Steam, I was like, oh, snap, Fallout Shelter. Nice. But I've played like four or five different vaults, uh, you know, through through the days. And it's it's fun. It's it's a fun game. You know, it's uh, not really a game you sit here and stare at. Kind of a game that if you're out to do yeah, it's something. It's a pocket up, game. It's, it's definitely yeah, a, that's what it reminds me of. It was a phone game yeah. first, so. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely a phone game. The creators of it, um, especially wanted to make a game that didn't require you had an active internet connection, you know, kind of, you know, there was tons of content and tons of things. It wasn't putting ads in front of your face all the time. And they made like a really great free to play game. It was um, in, in part related to the developers giving, uh, you know, like a thank you to players of fallout four. Um, and it was released in during one of their conferences where they announced Fallout Shelter in you know while they were waiting for something to to occur I can't remember now at the time but um, it's a great game you know it's a great mobile game if you've never tried it out you know there are tutorials online on how to best build out your environment because it takes the characters time to move from one area to another and the more effective you build your layout the better your your whole thing works and it's kind of like a Sim City esque. You know, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Game, you know, it's it's really fun. I liked it a lot. Well then, um, the description in Steam is Fallout Shelter puts you in control of state-of-the-art underground vault from Vault Tech. You build the perfect vault, you keep your dwellers happy, and you protect them from the dangers of the wasteland. So um, I was watching some of the tutorials on, um, on YouTube because I figured... I, my first round, I had like one restaurant, like in there you have the restaurant to make the food and your water plant and like the power plant. And um, I thought, well, there's got to be a lot more to them than this. So I was looking and like each of the followers have their own characteristics. Like it was like charisma and agility and strength. And so I found out, I think it was like if you put your, your people in the, um, 
the little rust areas a man and a woman yeah, they, they will like start dating and like fall in love with each other and then like have babies but then they don't yeah. recommend that you do that until you can actually have like support these babies because they are such a drain on your resources and if you put a man in there or a woman in there with more charisma i guess they're more apt to have babies <laughs> yeah. so you don't want to do that so like if you send people down there maybe just do like two chicks or two dudes and and then hopefully you know <laughs> you can um build up your resources that way i did not know this i'm so glad i was taking some screenshots and i put them up on my steam because their I conversations were cracking me up she was yeah, like it's a great game she was like just... oh you are you're like um food poisoning you have my stomach and knots and she was they were like saying like these corny one-liners back and forth to each other. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta separate these two because they really liked each other. And then I kept running out of food, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't play this anymore until I do some more research because it's, it's uh, it reminds me of like yeah, one of those games of like that's like a classic. Problem. What's that? Uh, that's my problem. I keep running out of food and water. Yeah, I yeah, keep running out of it. You have to the rooms, and you have to make sure the characters that you're putting in there, the people you're putting in there, <laughs> have an aptitude towards that. Yeah. And then yeah. you can go make yeah. them study and become better at it as well. But so, starting out, you can't make yeah. them do any of that stuff. Yeah. And they don't have weapons. So some of the tips that the, one of the videos I was watching, they were like, they do recommend that you upgrade your vault door to at least the next level, because I guess you'll get raided, like you yeah, get and you broken into. Yeah. Right you now, have to send rated. people out to get things. Yeah, so you have to send people send out. People I haven't out figured out how to do that yet. There. And you so drag, there were a couple dudes that were just person to the outdoors. Yeah, I think you just yeah. drag them outside. <laughs> oh, really? You know, they'll gear up. Oh, yeah. You have to okay. make sure you have good gear, otherwise they won't make it back. I don't know how you there, get gear so. other than just sending them out, but... Yeah. So yeah, they, so when Pretty you much. send them out, you get gear, and then they come back with it. And so then next time you send the next guy out, you know you got to give him something so he can survive. So you get to give him a gun and some armor and stuff. Yeah. Um, the one of the things I was notorious for doing, if I got people, because eventually you get like a huge thing. Like I filled the whole vault up with you know all different rooms, and it just becomes too difficult to manage. And then you start to run out of food and water. So I was like sending people out on journeys and never the calling them back. And oh, telling no. them absolutely nothing, so they would die out there on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> and they do recommend you, yeah, you add your rooms side by side because you'll get more um, production out of them instead of making single, um, single power plants and single water and single um, mm -hmm. restaurants. Yeah, you want to expand them, them. Yeah, all on the same level because yeah, know, it's nice and organized. You get all the power on one, all the, but it doesn't work out well. No, um, it's frustrating. Yep. So mm -hmm. that game, I and thought, it's cool. Like the little rooms look three dimensional in there. Yeah. You know, the way they show up on screen, I think it's great. I think it's neat too. It's a cute. It's a fun. You know, and there's a lot, lot to it. You know, and if you like those kind of micromanaging games and like those some kind of sim, it's like those little Clash of Clan kind of games where you can not like well, kind of like that because you have to wait for things and so it's can... a pooping at work kind of game. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's like a just pooping in general kind of game, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pull it up while so, you're pooping. If, if you do it at work, though, at least you're getting paid to play and poop, and it's win-win. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. So, um, also, um, I've just been doing my usual dilly-dallying around in the um, bit wonder worlds of Starbound Terraria, Stardew Valley. I finally got married in Stardew Valley. I ended up uh, hooking up with old Elliot, the beach yeah, author. What's that? What? Did somebody say something? 
He did. Bo said something. Oh, then he disappeared. Yeah. So, um... microphone? I don't know. It was like, and then he disappeared. Like normal, but... Yeah, like normal. A little more... Yeah. So, um, I ended up playing uh, Stardew Valley, and um, it's... I still love that game. It's just such a cool game. It's single-player RPG, but it's just really unique. It's a unique game. And I finally... I was like... I just wanted to keep... Um, like, um, goons poking me in TeamSpeak. I gotta bring him down. I wondered where he went. So, uh, it's so many different levels. Like, it's almost like Sims meets Zelda meets, um, Farmville. You know, like, it's so many different things there, too. Because you, you can farm, you can forage, you can go uh, mining in the caves, you have to have gear, you do level your character, you unlock different parts of the map in the world. I mean, it's just a really awesome game i just love it can't say enough good there's things about quests. it there's quests too and stuff right yeah quests. my brother played a lot of it yep it's really cool and it's the same chucklefish that did um with the stardew valley also um does uh oh, the starbound Star, starbound okay that makes yep. sense yep so it's pretty cool and uh yeah oh and i found an article that i wanted to just share with you guys it was, I found it on PC Gamer. It was called Nine PC Gaming Myths We Believed When We Were Kids. So I'm just going to kind of go through these as quick as I can. The first myth was um, Sadie Sandwiches. So as an eight-year-old boy, my friends and I were woefully incapable of understanding how science works. To us, the advent of the CD-ROM was pure black magic. After all, we grew up in an era of NES cartridges, so the idea that some thin little disc could store a vast amount of information was pretty mind-blowing. So he said one day a kid in their class came to school with a wild story. The night before they were playing their PlayStation, he put two games in the disc tray. Instead, while playing his PlayStation... Oh yeah, he put two... He, instead of glitching out, somehow the PlayStation played both games at the same time, but combined them what? together like some kind of video Frankenstein. I'm not kidding. Hearing this, my mind went wild at all the possibilities of hybrid games could create. So, um, yeah. yeah did, my, my player, that's all. Did, did you guys ever try that? I never heard that growing up, but did you guys ever hear that? No, I, I've never heard that. That's, that's the first I've heard of it. Okay. I was gonna say I've never been. I've heard of it, but I've never been dumb enough to try. <laughs> to it. try it, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no. I <laughs> yeah. Um, he said that he the Stephen, uh, one of the the people in the article said that they said that we didn't have a PlayStation, but we did have a janky tan colored desktop that their parents occasionally let them play games on, and he only had two games: Lego Island and Creatures. <laughs> So that would have to do, he said he placed them in on top of one another and forced the disc tray closed. To his delight, he could hear spinning for a second before hearing a very unsettling scratching noise. <laughs> so I was just thinking that I could totally, I never heard that growing up, but I could totally see how the wonder would hit you if you were like eight or nine back then and be like, oh my God, that's totally amazing. I got to run home and try this. <laughs> but two, two of them in there. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> So funny. Um, and then the next one was Compact Brains. Said there was always someone very helpful who would suggest a way of fixing game disc when it got scratched. Toothpaste, that'll do it. No, wipe a banana over it. Actually, peanut butter definitely works. The one we believed in was perfume. The theory went that the fragrance, fragrance was supposed to be suspended in alcohol. What the right? hell? <laughs> 
Uh, Joey Cologne definitely approved. You know, I'll be honest. I haven't even heard of any of these myths. Hey, I've heard of the alcohol. Milk on your router, man. It'll fix it. Put milk on your there. router. I heard of the toothpaste, and I did the toothpaste, and it actually worked. I was yeah, going to say the toothpaste, toothpaste does work. Yes, it does. Ah, it's not a mess. See? See? But perfume, Gamer maybe. Like... <laughs> yeah, right? So it said that the theory, w the one they picked to try was the frag was the perfume. They said the theory went that the fragrance was suspended in alcohol. So you're basically just spraying diluted rubbing alcohol onto the scratch CD. Why we didn't just use rubbing alcohol instead? <laughs> Why did we believe alcohol had borderline magical healing properties? Well, because we were kids and we were dumb as balls. <laughs> you know, there, there may be something to that. I think uh, rubbing alcohol does actually... I've heard it. just cloud the surface. No, well, yeah, I was going to say Nintendo cartridges rubbing back in the day came with nothing. that to clean them. Yes, the Nintendo cartridges, because they have a chip, that will, rubbing alcohol will clean the board properly. But a CD, you do not want to use rubbing alcohol because it will cloud the CD over time. Oh, good point. And will eventually point. ruin it. Yeah, Man, I feel like it would peel away that layer. Stuff. Yeah, protective layer. Like the yeah. It's really thick, but it will, it will cloud the surface. Well, yeah, and basically, there's really no way to fix the, that. It melts the plastic. Yeah, what oh. you yeah. want to do is use the cleaner stuff that comes. There's like a, It's just a light soapy. Or just go buy liquid. a Disc Genie. Totally or go. use the toothpaste. So use the toothpaste. Atlas, before, not the dollar this store. Was before Disc Genie existed. It the probably has the Disc Genie at Dollar Tree. Toothpaste works. No, why? Because the toothpaste acts as, as like a polish too. Like if you buff mm -hmm. it out, it like polishes it up. It, it, it did work. It worked. And it fills to, in the little spaces. Really, you had to do it like in straight lines from the center out. And you really had to buff it out. Like, you couldn't leave, like, residue no. on the disc. <laughs> you didn't want, yeah. you know, you didn't want Crest toothpaste all inside your disc. Yeah. It's like your PlayStation. Yeah. All right. So the next one was run as administrator. This was a myth. They said in middle school, um, Austin said, me and my school friends are all effectively had the same PC. Some off-white Dells and HPs from the Cretaceous period. We all believe that <laughs> non- we all believe the same like nonsensical it. rumor running a game as admin administrator gives you god-tier cheats, infinite health, bottomless clip, flight, the one that didn't work, that didn't, like, didn't dawn on them that- I know. Oh, no, it actually, so the, the, the paragraph later on explains that um, they just added added the games that they tried that it didn't work for to the category of uh, not of being not in the quote-unquote most games category. Because <laughs> it's only it's supposed stupid. to work on most games. So apparently <laughs> the ones that, yeah, the ones they tried it on just must not have been those ones. Yep, pretty much. Yep. So, and then Wes said, added the power of Alt F4. Said, I can't say this one I believed. Said, I can't say this is one I believe, but in one beautiful summer, circa 20, 2004, I was going to say 2014, 2004, I spent many, many days at a friend's house playing Halo Combat Evolved Online. Those were the good old days of four hour CTF matches on random servers and text chat was always a chaotic stew of trolls and confused kids. My favorite to watch was so simple, but so beautiful. No matter what server, there would always be someone in chat offering advice to newbies. Press Alt F4 to change weapons. Press Alt F4 <laughs> turns on God mode. Press Alt F4 to chat. 90% of the time this was laughed off or ignored, but every once in a while you'd see two perfect words. 
So, and it would say, um, XXX Spartan Bob XXS quit. <laughs> yep. They'll see that at yep. work. Yes. Yes. Right. People so, do it in all the time. It. Oh, yeah. It's funny. As I mean, say, I we laugh do when I in, see people do it. We would do it in World of Warcraft and uh, Battlegrounds. When you're waiting, everybody's waiting for the Battleground to start. We would say to do Alta 4. And it would say, blah, 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 has left the party. <laughs> Speaking of Battlegrounds, there was a streamer who fell for that. Like, live what? on stream. He asked how you change gears in PUBG. Oh, my goodness. And so <laughs> That is beautiful. He did it live on stream. <laughs> so that oh, goes to show man. the power of Alta 4 is still alive and kicking to this yeah. day. Yes, it is. To this day. Have you guys ever oh. done any beautiful Alta 4 moments? No, I knew better no. than day one. No, <laughs> I knew never... Alta 4 was before. <laughs> that's the rage. A, uh... Alta 4, that's the rage quit. I'm not yeah. dumb. There was All a right. Kid. Alt F4 has been around since Windows 3.1, so... Yes, but people are still falling for it. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Then there is another edition, Turn It Off and Turn It On Again. My dad, it says Tyler at it, my dad caught me turning off the family PC and turning it back on immediately after, and rightfully scolded me. Apparently, the wait 30 seconds before turning a PC back on and shutting it down rule was grounded in truth. You wanted to let capacitors fully discharge, but being a stupid kid, I took it too far. I became horrified that I damaged my electronics and anything mechanical, even by turning them off or in on too fast. For years, I would wait a full five minutes or so before pressing the power button after a shutdown or crash and admonished anyone who was cavalier with a power button. So I created my own myth. In this case, I suppose today, I'm still uneasy about rapidly power cycling anything. It'll never go away. So do you guys have... This is true. This is absolutely true. Okay. Um, This is a proven thing. You turning off... Well, you don't need to wait five minutes, but... Turning off a uh, computer, for instance, uh, my brother for a long time had his computer turned on to an outlet that had a switch connected to it. And um, for some reason, people kept turning it on and off and eventually damaged the computer and destroyed it. This what is, is this light switch new? The, the one, yeah, like, <laughs> it, was, it was really stupid in the end when you look at it. But And, and then uh, I believe at some point my brother started using that as a way to turn off his computer. And it eventually destroyed it. But yeah, turning off your computer improperly is not good. And if you do it frequently, it will destroy everything. Wow. So we got another truth one. Alta well, so basically, this guy pranked alive. himself essentially by creating the rule in his own mind that he had to wait like five minutes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was... would. He would make other people wait for five. No, but minutes. his father told him apparently you had to wait thirty seconds. So I don't understand where yeah. this kid came up with five minutes later. Just yeah, he just randomly. I mean, because like, he was terrified. He, he figured five minutes, right everything should be right good to go. <laughs> no, but he was told <laughs> how to do it correctly the first time, and then it's a myth because he. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things like he probably thought, well, can't have too much of a good thing. Yes, I think that's what it is, Electron. <laughs> I think he was just dumb. He wanted to be I mean, to you know, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of where you get he these things. He is writing but... a top, five, top 10 video game myth article. Yes, this is his, that was his edition. All right, the next one is the Nude Raider. 
Wes oh, added, God. I'll admit it, I was young and dumb enough to think that we that there were cheat codes for Tomb Raider that would turn Lara Croft into naked Lara Croft. Oh, I don't yeah. think I really understood cheat codes at the time. I probably didn't understand that cheat codes had to be programmed into a game, and thus that the developers would have to deliberately create a nudity option. I also probably didn't understand that people wrote bullshit on the internet. So when I went to cheat websites and saw the nude code, I figured it had to be real. Said I remember trying to type it in, making Laura step forward or shuffle sideways, pulling up the inventory menu, and nothing. Was I doing it wrong? Try again. So it said, um, oh, this hey, other this cheat. Is also something that did happen. So uh, what, in, La- in Tomb Raider or yeah, just in other games? There was a mod you could install that did it. Well, let me tell you. I <laughs> tried to do this myself. And I never got it to work either because it's bullshit. Let's- Oh, yeah. And, it's obviously not real in the but base game. But I will tell you, if you beat the game with her, you could play through it again with her in a bikini. Really? So that was a thing. I think yes. that's a different game you're thinking of. No, Tomb Raider. <laughs> no, Tomb Raider. yeah, he's right. There was a way to huh. do it, if I'm pretty sure. The, the PS1 version, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if you beat the game, you were able to go through the game a second time, and she was in a swimsuit. All right, Tomb Raider Metroid Rip confirmed. Looking hot as hell. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the only thing I could think of where that's kind of a thing, except not really, was Metroid. Yeah, and is that is Metroid that happened in Metroid? More so like no, you get a, a certain amount of time, you would get to see the character in a bikini, but that's that's it, and it's like. NES. That's so weird. Graphics. Oh, I was like, gonna say, isn't it like eight bit? Like what? Yeah, it's, it was an NES game. <laughs> that would be so crazy. Oh my god. There was That's the famous so hot coffee mod and uh, that wasn't Auto a mod. Too. That was that was a mission actual... that they removed, but they didn't bother. They made it inaccessible on the game disc. You had to mod to get to it. To get what? Uh, the hot coffee mission in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh. It's basically I don't think it was your girlfriend. You know, yeah, but you didn't. It was at first. It was something you could do, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it and was then never in the it. official game. It was never a thing you could access. They had it in development, and they were like, "Uh." So instead of deleting it totally, they just made it inaccessible on the game disc. Later oh, on, right. they had to remove it from the game disc totally because that people were saying, "Well, we should give them an AO rating, even though literally without mods, you were never able to access this." Yeah, I always did all this shit. So, like, I installed the new Raider mod. I installed the. I tr- I I tried like the all these things. So it's funny that, and I don't. I forget that I I likely did hacks or something to make them work. Yeah, I don't the, you know, I don't remember them being difficult to access. So no, yeah, I, no I you were never able to access mod. this. Oh, right, and then Andy added in the Thief bow upgrade. The primary weapon in Thief, the Dark Project, and its sequels is the bow. Is that a game you guys are familiar with? I know I, I, I have it. I, I, have, I it, have heard I of it. Enjoy yeah, it's the, it's the original Thealth uh, stealth-based game. Um, okay. He said, but it's much more than just a weapon. It can fire water arrows to <laughs> arrows to do, douse torches, moss arrows to muffle footsteps, and rope arrows that enable climbing to otherwise inaccessible areas. And it can do even more once players acquire the bow upgrade, which, so the story goes, is stashed away in the Alaris extension of the Bone Horde, a great underground crypt. This section of the crypt has been blocked off by cave-ins. The Bone Horde is a very old, crumbling place, but players who can reach the ledge and twist and turn to find just the right path to squeeze their way 
through the tiny tunnel leading into it will be greatly rewarded for their efforts. He said, except it's all a lie. The Alaris family crypt does not actually exist, nor does this bow upgrade. But the legend persisted for years, so for all I know, still does. Thanks largely to the TTLG.com community site, which enjoyed proliferating the rumor among newcomers as a sort of a light hazing ritual. Even when they told the truth, old timers would leave just enough room for doubt that you could never really be sure if you were being messed with. So they said, I admit, I wasn't sure, so I looked for it with more persistence than probably warranted. Now I'm sure, mostly sure, anyway. So... Is there a time that you guys have tried to do these little hidden stuff and then you find out that it's not really a thing? Like this guy? <laughs> when I'm playing Dark Souls a lot, I'll come across something and I'll be like, oh, there's definitely oh, got to be a thing hidden there. And then or I'll like spend like an hour trying be. to figure out. Yeah, like I'll Dark spend an hour hitting r walls in a random room. Dark Souls has walls. a lot of those spots. Uh, yeah. There's a couple places uh, where people will say, try jumping off here or whatever. Never, those get... are just, those, if you the fall thing. for those, you're There's down. actually at least one place where you can use it for speedrunning. Yeah, if I you think, do it uh, right. So you don't want to just jump off because you will die, but if you do it a certain way, you can survive it and speedrun and skip a bunch of areas. Yeah, in Dark Souls 1, there's a place where you jump off and it uh, forces you into basically the end of the game. Oh, yep. wow. I just remember playing uh, Super Mario Brothers and trying to jump over the flag at the very end because then I don't know why it was so amazing. Didn't they like throw like a little party or something like confetti or fireworks or something went off? Like if you jumped way uh, the very first Super Mario Brothers if you one. you to the highest part of it. If you jump to the highest part, you get a uh, one up, I think. Yeah, I remember uh, yeah, being yeah. able to jump over the flag at the very end on the very first Mario. Does that do you guys remember that or no? Nope. I don't know about jumping over it, but you, it would definitely do different things depending on how. Oh, you were right. able to jump over it. Were you able I to get I over did. it? No, I think I did could, jump over get, it. You get five thousand points. At the very yeah, top. it would suck you backwards. Oh, did or oh, you landed on the flag? Is that what it was? I remember. Yeah, it wouldn't let you pass. It. Okay, that's probably what it was then. I remember that was my goal. I was little. It was a long time ago, <laughs> but I just remember <laughs> always hearing that, and being like, "That's what we need to do." We didn't have Google or anything. We actually had to go and like buy those books and stuff and magazines, magazines, all that. <laughs> I would get hand me downs for my cousins, so they would just hit the my magazines. Gut. Remember when when the magazines started being able to include demo discs? Yes. Oh yep. my god, that was the best. Delicious. <laughs> you were like the kid with five dollars, and you can get yourself a demo disc and a magazine. Yeah. It was yep. like it was like the world was yours. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm going to end there because I think the other two are boring. So um, I'm going to toss it over to Mr. Foe. Mr. Well, Foe. I'm here and I'm talking about <laughs> Star Wars Destiny. I've been taking, I've been playing uh, some video games a little bit less because me and my son got hooked on a card game called Star Wars Destiny. I talked about this the last time I was playing. I was kind of like, we were kind of like looking into it and we were really liking it. But we are full blown into this game we went to a tournament this afternoon we did a whole bunch of things um it's such a good game um if you like things like magic the gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh and card games like that um and you like star wars this is you're, you're gonna like this because it just adds a whole random element with the dice rolling and things like that it's just a fantastic game um i can't get enough of playing it we're just fully entrenched and it's putting us in the mood for more Star Wars stuff. 
as awesome. I'll yeah, it's really good. Just look it up. Star Wars Destiny. And I've been playing it on Steam through Tabletop Simulator. What's ah. nice about that is if you want to try out the game but not have to spend a bunch of money, you know, trying to get all the hard-to-get cards and whatnot, you jump on TTS, which is Tabletop Simulator, and you have access to all of the cards. So if there are cards you want to try out before you go looking for them, you could make a deck, hook up with a couple of friends online, and just play through things and experiment. It's really cool. I'm so loving this it. This is like a trading card game then? Yes. It's like... not a living card game. It's a trading card game. Trading card game. What's the what's the separation there? I'm not I've never been into tables okay. or anything. A living card game is you buy the whole set of cards like a board game and you get everything. Or you could buy expansion packs that have a set they they actually have set cards, so you could just go and buy all the cards that you need. You don't have to you don't have to like open packs and hope you get a rare or an uncommon I or whatever. See. But that's a living card game. And a trading card game is the other kind where you have to like open up packs and stuff. I got gotcha. you. Okay. And this this is a trading card game, and so you don't know really what you're gonna get, or you can buy individual cards. Right. So it looks, then, it looks rather expensive. I mean, this stuff is like two hundred fifty bucks for the complete set or something. Yeah, trading card games usually are. Well, pretty... I mean, you could do that, or you could just buy packs or buy cards, and then you could you could swap with other people, trade I trade see. repeats, whatever. And you trade, yeah, it's not cheap. Usually trading card games are a little bit expensive, but I don't know. It's, you know, the fact of trading with people, that's kind of the fun of it to a lot of people is right. like getting in trades, finding the hard to get stuff. So, but we've been having a blast with it. So it's just a lot of fun. The uh, Star Wars movie's coming out next month. That's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And so it's just putting us more in the mood for that sort of things because me and my sons, we love that stuff. Damn, I didn't realize it. The, the new one's coming out that, that soon. When's that coming out? Next month, dude. December. Dude, Next, Disney well, is just okay. November. Movies. I'm I'm it's talking crazy. like like we're already there. I, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's so it's, end of December like for me. So it's December. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> the the months are flying by when when you look at it. Really, exactly. Be here before you know it. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. I didn't realize. And by were, the way, I mean, they're really churning out those movies like crazy. Um, last week I was up to two o'clock in the morning because I was on a website on a queue to get the tickets for Thursday night, which is the night before it releases. So me and my son are going the day before opening day, midnight release. It's going to be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. I added the link to the tabletop simulator. So um, if anybody wanted to see what Fo was talking about, because you said you play this game on the tabletop simulator through Steam so you don't have to spend all the right. money on the cards and stuff. Right, if you didn't want to. And then if you really do like it and you do want to go meet with people and play in person, because that's part of the fun too, is socializing, going to the big tournaments, going to the big events. That's a lot of fun too. So um, yeah, you could go on there, check it out and see if you like it. And the tabletop simulator is nineteen ninety nine on Steam. That's and not bad. I'm really, I'm going to buy this game. I need says, to just get Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, it says Tabletop Simulator is the only simulator where you can let your aggression out by flipping the table. There are no rules to follow, just you, a physics sandbox, and your friends. Make your own games and play how you want. Unlimited gaming possibilities. But there's, so there's no guidance? Oh, you, you, you should be able to answer this. Well, well, in the different types of games, there's no, like, predefined guidance. You have to, like, know no, how to play the game. No, it's... 
Yeah, it's all mechanics. So it's like it's it's as if you took the board game, put it on a table. You use your mouse to hover over pieces and grab stuff, move it around. It's literally a physics engine, just moving stuff around. I see. So there's no guide. Pretty cool though. And it's, and it's very like, cool. There are some games that you can download, like that people have made as uh, you know for the Steam Workshop, where it will have things scripted in, uh, where you can just click a button and it'll set up the game for. For you right uh, or right. you know draw cards you know, like do i have to go and like literally set up the piece on a chessboard like in order to play chess well so, no because they'll it'll come pre-set up but like you can move stuff around and then you'll have to reset it but usually when you open up a game or whatever it comes set up in its initial state yeah but for the uh star wars you have to put everything out you get your little battle mats and you put out all your stuff and then you play the game I mean, it's easier to play in person because you have to, you know, move stuff around. <laughs> it's way easier in person, but this gives you an option to play at home online with other people, which is cool. Because you can't always get down to the local store. Has anyone flipped the table on you? I flip the table all the time. <laughs> there is you a know. button that you can set it to your table right back to bef- what it was before it was flipped, though. So that's, Oh, that's really? Nice. Okay. That's yeah, I usually cool. flip so it when the game's over. Out. Yeah, and I was flipping. Out and you can just flip it right back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But so I've been having a lot. But then while I'm at the tournament today, these motherfuckers, they got me into another game (laughs) called (laughs) Legend of the Five Rings, which is a, it's like a samurai based game, which is a bunch of like samurai clans fighting against one another. But that's a living card. I thought it was like a polygamy game. It was like the five rings. No. So that's a living card game. I mean, that would be a good game. game. You go and get five different women, get five different rings, you know, you get it going on. It's called, it's called, I'm a broke ass game. It's called, I must be freaking insane game. Yeah. (laughs) No shit. I hope this is the right thing. So, (laughs) Legend of the Five Rings, it's a, it's a card game by uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Um, It's, it's the same people that actually make the uh, Star Wars game. So, but this is a living card game. So you could just buy a set and you have everything. So basically, if you buy three of the sets, so for like a hundred bucks, you could get every card in the game and enough of each card where you could play as many of that card as as you're legally allowed to play in a deck. So you could make about four decks, like four solid decks. And then if you want, you could take them apart and swap things around. But with, so for a hundred bucks, you could get all of the cards enough to make whatever deck you could think up so that's a, a nice way of getting into a game where it's not expensive because you don't got to open up random packs you just you know what you're gonna get and they showed me how to play that today i had a lot of fun um that's more of a game though you sit down and you play like one or two games at night because each game is like 40 to 50 minutes long um yeah, the star wars says, uh, 45 you play, to 90. oh there you go star wars you could play in 10 to 15 minutes each game so i brought down mr og bobby what up brother (laughs) i saw that you entered so i yanked you down well he's obviously not apparently he's drinking his lemonade so same people who make star wars oh there he is yes i got an echo because i was watching on mixer the people who make star wars destiny they make a lot of games they make a ton of board games they're really good they make both the ones you're just talking about they make yes Yes. So they make a they bunch make of other ones too, it looks like. They make a Game of Thrones themed one too. Apparently. They have a Game of Thrones game, yes. 
They have, a, they have a whole, and they get crazy licenses because all their games are quality. Fantasy Flight Games makes really quality board games. Like all their board games, the tokens are nice, the pieces are nice. Like awesome. There, it's quality. Um, you know, because you know we have a we we have a board game nights in my house all the time. So, you know, I get like meaty board games. Like we don't play Monopoly. You know, we're either playing like uh, we're playing games like Escape from Atlantis or like Hex Hex. Or like uh, Settlers of a Cathan or, or Battlestar Galactica, which are really fun games, which aren't the normal games you would get in like a pharmacy or Toys R Us or something, you know? And they're usually more expensive. They're usually like 60 to $90, these games. But they're well worth it because they're totally fun to play. You get tons of play out of them. Alrighty. Now, I'm just trying to bring up my show notes. My phone locked up. Your CRR D&D campaign? Oh, yes. So, and a lot of my time that I've been spending that I would normally be doing, because, like, I've been, I've, I've been getting my video gaming in, but I've been spending a lot of time with the tabletop stuff, which got me in the mood for the D&D stuff. And I don't know if you guys have been looking up on the forums. I've been writing up little paragraphs and lists, getting everybody ready for the campaign. So I'm basically doing uh, CRR's first Dungeons & Dragons campaign. We're going to be using the uh, Roll D20 app, which you could get on the PC, and you could get it on tablets or your phone. And we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm looking forward all to together. That. We're going to jump on. Are you talking it. about uh, Roll Twenty? Roll Twenty. Yeah. And Roll Twenty. So they have an actual client yeah, now. Yeah. When, when I used it before, it was just in yeah. The it was a website. Yeah, they have a client now. They have an app. Oh, that's um, nice. If you want to do like the Dungeon Master stuff. You have to um, use the actual PC website because the tablet stuff is very limited to what you use. But if you're a player, you could use the tablet very easily. So there's a whole map making process as well that you're going to have to do as Dungeon Master. Master? Yeah, dude. I'm, oh, yeah, I mean, sure. I'm not. I'm not using a uh, module that's like already written for me. I, I I like to make my own stuff. So it's going to have maps, dungeons. So. Like literally, like the geek that I am, I have graph paper, dude, and I'm actually mop. I'm actually mapping out dungeons and stuff. Did you want to read so. your thing that your whole was it the whole um, setup for it or no? Not really. Yeah, you're <laughs> kind of long. Oh, it's pretty on. long. I, I want to hear you, uh, hear a dungeon master read it. <laughs> I know. I thought he was going to. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not spoil I'll anything for the there. eventual freaking. Uh, well, it's in dungeon. It's in Discord, dude. Oh, there it is. We just pasted something in. I did. Yeah, just <laughs> I pasted, pasted it, in, man. It's like it's like huge. <laughs> All right, let me let me look. Let me pull up my show notes since he just. Oh, I did again. Paste it in. Show notes. I'm gonna. Yeah, I think it'd be great for you to. How about right, right. Yeah. in there? The Grey Raven Inn is located on the north side of town, close enough to the well. Oh wait, that's okay. We're not <laughs> talking about the inn. Okay, we're not close talking about the actual the well. town. <laughs> Okay, so the the uh, Grey Raven Inn is located on the north side of town, close enough to the well. So the Grey, uh, so okay, the town is called um, what was it called? Uh, Galen's Well, and uh, Galen's Well is a town. It has this really fancy well in the center of town, and it actually draws in a lot of like uh, people from other towns to come and see the spectacle of 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 this well. So the uh, Grey Raven Inn, which is what I'm going to explain now is located on the north side of town close enough to the well to um, bring in new customers but far enough to not be overrun with new faces. 
this draws in the locals because the locals don't want to deal with new people all the time. Their, their, their location is borderline the rich quarter and, and the middle class quarter. The inn is kept in great shape with fine woodwork and a, and a large bar that takes up the whole south wall in the main room across the room. Past the tables is a huge stone fireplace which keeps the main level of the inn warm in the winter. There's a small stage and a medium dance floor in the front of it. There is always music playing thanks to the in-house band and often times people dancing to the music. The inn has the old beer smell that is expected in the inn, but it's an undertone to the wonderful sense of baked bread. The, the inn is known for its honey oat ale and sweet cinnamon rolls, as well as a fine lamb stew. Olin, the barkeep and owner, is a rather large fellow with a loud, boisterous laugh. Um, basically, think of he. I'm basically he. Picture um, Quicksilver as a bartender. So, if you ever met our dude Quicksilver or her, or heard his voice, that's basically him as a bartender. He doesn't hide his battle scars from his time spent as a soldier, and he has the the uh, build of a blacksmith, so a really large, muscular man. And uh, I'm losing my place. Blacksmith and has a Okay, of a, a uh, and has a rather large axe hanging behind the bar, probably why his inn is kept rather clean. Rose, Molina, and Quincy are his three daughters, and the bar maidens, and they are all three attractive and flirtatious. But Olin's eye keeps pause at check, no doubt. Reese, his wife, is responsible for the fine food and the secret family ale recipe. The inn is great for info and jobs to do, and the fact that it draws in a rather mixed crowd adds to that. So that was just a quick write-up, and I was, you know, not ready to read it out to everybody. Well, sorry. <laughs> I thought you did a great okay. job, so I wanted some, you to like, read it out to everybody. Some bar, <laughs> put some, like, bar, bar uh, sounds behind him while you're yeah, reading it out. It sound great. But yeah. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, so... It was just hard because when I was reading it, there's a lot of like run-on sentences. It was like not enough. Oh, that, but like that's that. fine. I I just wanted our, our listeners to get a taste of what you've been working on. Yeah, I think so everybody's pretty pumped up for it. I've never done anything like it, so I kind of was a little intimidated. It's be a lot of fun, and the best part about D and D is when you have the players and the dungeon masters, and like so, I'll explain a little bit of the bar, and then the players will ask a whole bunch of questions about things that they might be seeing. And you get that whole, like, uh, the uh, panther back and forth, which is really cool. I'm tempted to join for sure, but uh, what kind of schedule are you guys planning? Um, we're probably going to do um, evenings, like our normal game nights. So if we do the weekends, I could do earlier in the week, on the weekends, like Saturday or Sunday. I could do, like, more like 7, 8 o'clock. Okay, yeah, I've been a little bit out of sync with you guys, so I don't actually know when anybody's on anymore. But if we're going to do a weeknight, it has to be like around 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I prefer weekends. I'm in bed by 10 o'clock during the week. Yeah, weekends, I mean, and when you get going, you just lose track of time. You really do. Might not be too bad, too, with winter coming up for most of us. Oh, we don't yeah. go out as much as we do. It might be fun to have something like that. What's going to be a lot of fun is um, is making characters. That's always yeah. a fun yeah. part of the whole entire thing. And some people have some really cool ideas. I can't wait to like hear everybody's ideas. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Hey, for are you limiting the number of players, or is it going to be like anybody listening can join us? Or, um, I mean, you can't really. It's really hard once you go past like, like six to Ever eight six. players. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah are you going to stream it or record it when you guys do it? I'm thinking about putting it up on Twitch or like like the OBS maybe. I don't know something. You yeah. Know, yeah a mixer. Or That'd mixer. be neat. Hey, Scarlet. Yeah, I'm done Scarlet's that. in chat. Everybody say hi to Miss Scarlet. Hey, Scarlet. Hey, Scarlet. <laughs> All right, so next on my list. That was about a third of us. <laughs> All right, I know, so right? I've also been playing a lot of Destiny 2 because they just had that PvP. They had the Iron Banner, and I already talked about that in full. We already talked about that. Destiny 2, we covered it when we were talking before. And I'm getting ready to play some Happy Dungeons. That game finally came out. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, a couple I remember of you telling ago. us about it. I was talking about it. I played the beta. Me and my little guy had a blast playing it, and we and it's totally fun. So we're getting ready to jump into that now because it's out on PlayStation Four full release. I think they had it on like Xbox a, l- a little bit earlier, but PlayStation Four is out now. So we're gonna be jumping to that. It's gonna be so cool. Remind me, is that free to play? What is it's Happy free Dungeons? to play? Happy Dungeons is a kind of like a uh, Diablo type game. Okay. And castle crashes mixed together. Okay. So you put those, you put those together, and you have this fun, quirky that does look game. Like, and if you look at it, and you look else. at the graphics, the graphics are really cool. I love the game, and the upgrade system is fantastic. Like you could upgrade all your weapons or your armor. It's very cool. And yeah, it's free to play, and you know you could pay to get more stuff. Obviously. It looked like it was PS4 exclusive. No, I thought it was for Xbox uh, it's too. PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. Okay. But not for those PC Master Race people. Not for PC. <laughs> um, and then I don't know why this year, out of all the years, I'm so looking forward to BlizzCon. Maybe I just there's like way more to do. Like BlizzCon got me pumped this year for some reason. I don't know why. And I'm the opposite. This is the first maybe, year that I'm not paying attention to a damn thing. Maybe where every it's other that year I've been obsessed. Delicious pirate ship mount you get. Oh, see that freaking yeah. airship. Oh, yeah, that's just you. that's yummy. I it is. You get that delicious the airship zeppelin. mount. The zeppelin. The zeppelin. Yeah, yes. that thing looks so good. You get a horde one or an alliance one. You know, whatever character you're rocking at the time. And then you also get Hearthstone stuff. So I play Hearthstone. That's going to be cool. Although I haven't been playing a lot of Hearthstone since I've been playing Star Wars Destiny. Right. Um, and you get most, you know, you get a tons of stuff for all their games. And I play most of their games. So it's like, I'm excited Worth to see all the goodies. Um, as a matter of fact, one of them, you get a whole pack of all golden cards. So that's going to wow. be Wow. Yeah. That is pretty awesome. Um, and, but... I was a little underwhelmed by the uh, the uh, loot bag that they're selling for like fifty bucks. Yeah, or whatever it is for like sixty cents. I'm like, it's a backpack with some bullshit trinkets. Like, eh, I wasn't I wasn't feeling. I always thought it was gonna be way more because I'm used to going to cons. Now I'm a con person. You know, me and my sons go to cons all the time. So I'm a con person, and you know, cons like. The con goodie bag, like all the freebies, I'm used to having like a duffel bag stuffed with freaking just stuff. 
like right. keychains and minis and bobbleheads and stickers and t-shirts and freaking lanyards and all this shit. And like the BlizzCon, which by the way, their ticket is like triple the amount I spend on any other con ticket for anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, even over yeah. Comic Con. Com- yeah, well, uh, it's in the well, same. Well, you remember you get Comic-Con. a concert with the with BlizzCon. You get a concert. Yeah, but you get all that, all that. With, with most cons too. You, you don't get, get like a stuff. concert though, do you? Like they bring well, in like a headliner and everybody parties at the end of the con, like at well, BlizzCon. They usually have they have party stuff. I think at this year's Comic Con they had something. They had a big stage. I didn't go. I didn't go to Comic Con this year. But they do big stuff. They do. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like the loot bag is like one of the most fun things about going to a con, like checking to see all the free loot. Because usually it's like advertising, I guess. So Blizzard doesn't really have to advertise their stuff. So they're just giving away Blizzard stuff and it's like you already know about it. Like when you go to Comic Con, it's vendors from everywhere. You know, so everybody wants to get their yeah, you know, their stuff in your loot bag. This way you go, Oh, this company makes this. Very cool. Maybe I'll go. I did think it was cool though that they now um opened up the BlizzCon merchandise that you can buy online. You know, if you can't go to the BlizzCon, anybody now can just go in and buy some stuff, you know, that you yeah, would be able to cool. That is neat. The goodie bag that you'd get it is really cool, but... Or, and everything else, like the jackets, the plushies, you can buy those, oh, yeah. the shot glasses, beanies. Yeah. Here's of the Storm I was looking cap. At. Pretty cool. I was looking at the uh, the Overwatch hoodies. Yeah, they have a lot of good stuff like that. Um, Jinx, too, is really good. I don't know if you guys ever, ever checked out Jinx. Um, Jinx is really good about having stuff like that. For any Jinx makes their stuff. Yeah, Jinx is really... But they they do a lot of gaming and comic kind of clothing. So I didn't know if anybody knew that. I mean, they do have some... Let's Spade. What's that? Like, Let's Go Spade. It's like... like it's great that they're selling all the con stuff, but it's not like they're doing anyone a huge favor. It's just well, they I mean, sell because, it to more people now. Well, no, I mean, because that's something that as fans, we've always wanted to have. Not everybody can make it over to the Anaheim Convention Center, you know, every year. And it's kind of right. neat that if you would, you can't make it over there, but you would like to be able to get your hands on some of these plushies and collectibles and stuff that you wouldn't be able to you know it's neat that they they opened it up for you like a lot of cons now have that i think that's like the new thing because i think that's cool yeah they and they also got smart they're like well we can make money off of these three thousand people that are here right it just always made sense that they should do it that play our game right definitely do it that way right just it's, it's awesome Lots yeah, of that's stuff. what I was doing. So I was just basically board gaming, writing up the role playing stuff, and you know, looking forward to BlizzCon. Alrighty, well, Electron. Now that you put your links in and all of us helped you, yeah, you're right. gonna get us started with the Red Dragon Inn, or not? <laughs> well, Electron. Oh, sorry. Hey, uh, <laughs> right. I was all like, right. what do you mean? I put in all those links myself. Oh, I, I think I was doing I think Promo was trying to. Maybe we were all doing it over each other. Oh, maybe. I uh, wasn't I mean... doing it, but I was trying to get them so that I could show them on screen here. Okay, someone did put in an extra link for me, but... Ding, ding, dong. <laughs> okay, so speaking of living card games that uh, Faux brought up, uh, I was hanging out with a group of my friends um, about a month and a half ago over like Labor Day weekend, and... Uh, one of them had picked up this game called Red Dragon Inn. Uh, and so the idea with that is um, 
you basically have different decks that represent different characters and the premise is that you guys are all in a tavern essentially and you start out with like 20 fortitude and zero drunkenness and you basically have to try to um go the longest without letting your fortitude meet your drunkenness because then you uh either get drunk or you die basically um you know you die from alcohol poisoning um (laughs) or or the other thing is if you run out of money you get kicked out of the tavern so the idea is you've got different characters that have different abilities and you go through different rounds um trying to make each other uh drink different drinks um that have different values of alcohol and some of them uh, make you more sober some of them make you drunker some of them if you're like uh, a human and you drink something that's made for an orc it'll poison you and you'll oh, take geez. fortitude damage instead um, wait is there any opportunity to turn this into an actual drinking game uh, or is I mean, yeah you could you would actually <laughs> kill yourself by uh, alcohol say. poisoning but um, you might have to you you'd have to you'd have to modify the rules so it's like you take us so so uh what i and my friends did um we we had some alcohol around but what we did instead because we wanted to be able to stay up um was we would have uh we we would essentially have our drinks choice and most of them were like uh different flavors of mountain dew um with lots of caffeine to keep us awake so whenever we would have to take a drink we would take a sip of one of our drinks um so it was pretty fun uh but yeah so it starts out with like six the base game starts out with like six different uh character decks that you can use and then you can there's like i think there's 10 expansions or something like that now it's pretty crazy um uh another aspect of the game is gambling um so you start out with like 10 coins or something like that and someone can play a card to start a round of gambling and you uh basically have to all ante up and um you essentially have to it's kind of like poker except uh, quite a bit simpler you basically have to bluff whether there are cards that say whether you get to continue the round of gambling and take control of the round essentially um starting the round starting with you and so you can either um start the round of gambling or play the same card to take control of the round or you can just pass so one person starts gambling the next person if they have one of the cards in hand that lets them continue to gamble they can either hold on to it and bluff and well essentially bluff and say i'm just gonna pass um and then the next person goes on and on. Um, if it gets all around with everybody passing except the person who started it, then that person gets all the gold uh, that was anted up. But if someone else puts a card down saying they're taking control of the round, it continues except starting with the person who put that card down. So it would have to get all the way back around to the person just before them in order for the round to end um so depending on how many cards people have and uh what you can have you can all there are also cards that let you cheat and just say you win this round of gambling and all the sorts of stuff but it's it's a lot of fun it's uh it's pretty easy to learn Uh, it doesn't take long to figure out the rules and get going and there are a lot of different options for um different decks and different themes of uh of your characters if you want to get some of the expansions 
And you play this with your friends or family? So I, I only played it like a couple nights while I, we were hanging out over the weekend. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I, I played it with some friends. Uh, Sounds during, fun. During like Labor Day weekend this year. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's great if you just are hanging out with several people for uh, a few nights and then you, uh, you know, just whatever great great time for if you're hanging out in person with people and they might have it on a uh, tabletop simulator i haven't actually checked um but they might have that there and you finished I'm tabletop simulator you, man see you were telling me about that and you got into the persona 5 books that mr uh, promo was telling us about a while back books uh no well i don't Are know they... about... oh wait he no, read no. books though right is this no, a game not, nothing to do with persona 5 at all Oh, did, I thought you is... talked about Persona Five before. Well, Will Will talked about Persona. So oh, maybe it was him then. Because we the had past. a guy write in and tell us. Remember, like we had yeah. one of our listeners write in. Okay, sorry, I'm getting you guys crisscrossed. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I, I definitely have talked about that game on the podcast before. Okay. Uh, I, I was thinking there. It's a really long game. I think I have like almost. I think I have like 200 hours in it or something like that. Um. Well, no, maybe not that long. 130, 140. Persona like games, that. I'm saving for when I get myself a Vita. When I eventually break down and get a Vita, I'm gonna, I'm saving those for that. Uh, so I think there's actually only one of the main Persona games on the Vita, but you can also probably play Persona Three Portable on there. Um, so, but yeah, Persona Five is PS4 exclusive. Um, I've talked about it before, so I won't go into super detail, but it was an excellent game. I love the story. Um, uh, the gameplay was great from start to finish. Uh, I never really felt like I had to do uh, a super amount of grinding. Uh, you know, you can grind to get, make your characters super powerful, but I never felt like I absolutely had to grind excessively in order to complete the game and you know beat the bosses. Um, but you know that also probably comes from the fact that I've played one or two of the other games that I kind of understand how the system works so I'm able to just kind of um, I was able to find the boss's weaknesses and um, set up my party pretty well just even on my first run of the game but um, great game uh, it's something that's meant to be played multiple times if you want because New Game Plus adds all sorts of features like if you ranked up uh, your what they call confidants, your relationships with other characters in the game um, to a certain point, uh, well, to, to the maximum rank, then you get a little item from them if you talk to them before the game ends that when that carries over to the next run of the game. And if you get that, uh, then you have access to the abilities that they give you as soon as you meet them instead of having to rank all the way up to max again. Um, so... You know, mostly it's one of those things where you play through the game once um, for most of the story, and then you can play through it again um, to, you know, kind of clean up and find the, you know, the story branches that you weren't able to get the first time and uh, all this kind of stuff. It, it, You know, second round, everything's kind of accelerated so that you can um, get to the parts that you missed the first time around. So it's pretty cool. I really like it. I'll definitely be playing it, playing through it again. Uh, at some point, uh, but it, you know, it kind of consumed my life <laughs> for a while there. <laughs> um, if if you have a PS4 and you like JRPGs in any way, shape, or form, though, I highly recommend it. 
Alrighty. Uh, Grim Dawn is uh, something I've played some of over the past few weeks. It is an action RPG in the style of uh, Diablo, Torchlight, um, those kinds of games as the top-down action RPG. Um, it's a little bit of a different setting. Instead of being in one of your uh, standard fantasy type settings, it's more of like a Victorian era esque, with you know some, uh, with some darker elements. But there's like, you know, you've got guns and uh, bombs, and there's there's definitely magic stuff, but more of a kind of almost like a grim dark stuff, which you would assume from it being called Grim Dawn. But um, right. So it's a pretty fun little game. You can uh, play it solo, or you can play it uh, with up to three other people on multiplayer online. Um, uh, so if you like that kind of thing, I, I think it's pretty interesting. The neat part about this particular game is your character can have up to two classes assigned. Oh, okay. Um, uh, six classes in the base game, up to eight classes that you can choose from. In the uh, when you have the DLC, um, your character can have up to two classes, and it has a rather large, rather large what? Did he go somewhere? I let go of my button. I let go of my button. Stupid push. I like what a very odd spot. Stop talking. No, it has a really large, um, I want to say passive like... tree, but it's not really, really a passive tree. Um, it's, you know, it, it it's a passive tree, but it's like a gigantic constellation of things that you can, uh, abilities that you can lock that give you passive and sometimes active abilities to customize your character. Um, is this all coming through okay? Oh, it is, yeah. it is. I just keep laughing because I keep hearing you say it over and over again. It was just funny. <laughs> Once Esme gets rolling, there's no. Oh, stuff sorry. All he it was just very comical. It's gonna be a great sound bit there. Thanks, Walter. Because <laughs> uh, you, you totally went silent, dude. It was great sound sound clips. God, it was so it was funny. Sorry. You know, you'll never let me live down the gallery. <laughs> no. Um, I know. I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I don't even remember the context for that. It's a Gunnabimus. I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so it's fun if you like those types of games. Uh, although, uh, as one of my friends has said, if you've played a whole bunch of these action RPGs, it might not appeal to you because it is kind of more of the same, but it does give you uh, you know, some, some interesting differences from the other ones. Mm. So it's up to you. It uh, looks hectic, you know, from the gameplay. So know, it can be kind of hectic, but at the same time, it's not really because um, it's kind of it is like um, you know, point and click kind of thing. Um, if you're using keyboard and mouse, which yeah, you can use a controller, but controller controls are not really intuitive. Um, uh, it's kind of point and click, but basically you. You don't have to click multiple times to get your character moved. You can just click and hold and point it in the direction you want to go. Keep retargeting the enemy, uh, whatever enemy your mouse is hovering over. So it, it so can be kind of got like an RTS style. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know you could almost say it it's all you know like MOBAs were kind of like a spinoff of RTS slash this type of game, if that right. makes sense. But 
definitely a little bit smoother as far as actual movement goes. Um, and of course, you've got like, you know, it is an RPG. You have all sorts of abilities that you can have, and so you can have your hot bar filled up with, you know, your number keys filled up with skills that you can use for your characters. And so there's like 200 something combination different combinations and ways you can mix the classes and the uh and almost infinite ways you can mix it up with the tree and all of that kind of thing if you want if you really want your mind kind of blown on how many options you have just take a look at the um uh the what's called on there the devotion full screen jpeg link that i posted there because it's just a huge tree of things that you could unlock for however you want to build your character crazy how do you have time to do all this stuff that's why i want to know i spend (laughs) very little time on each of these things unfortunately um you know uh but mainly holy uh, mother of biscuits persona 5 is one of the large reasons that i haven't been talking i know it's like you disappeared (laughs) and then when i posted like hey who wants to do a show this you're like oh i'll be i'm like whoa we're dust old electron off where's this dude been so it's good that you could join us hold on a sec Dun 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 Hey, you're still you're still there, there, provoke. You're still there. What? You didn't see me typing all that crap? That oh no, I don't have any noise. I don't have any noise turned on. All right. So um. Oh, welcome back. Yeah, I'm back. Um, my last thing is um, I have. So what happened here is I've had the Tomb Raider reboot in my Steam library for a while um because it was on sale a while ago and i picked it up because it looked interesting and i was like "Mm, i'll play this later and it's probably been a couple years Uh, (laughs) so um so humble monthly um i've been on that a while ago and you guys have probably heard of it i know we've talked about humble bundle and so they have the monthly thing where you get a bunch of games for like 12 dollars a month um this was one of them right so so rise of the tomb raider was in humble monthly i want to say last month uh, yep and so once i got that i was like okay i'm gonna play the original and so i started playing the original and it's pretty cool um it's you know basically an action adventure type game um i haven't gotten very far into it but you do some exploring of uh of tombs and getting some cool stuff and the story is really neat so far basically you get shipwrecked with your archaeology crew on well not your archaeology crew but this the crew the team that you're with to looking for a certain thing a certain treasure um and you get shipwrecked and stuck on this island um it's a pretty brutal brutal intro i remember actually playing this uh, i didn't get very far into it yeah it is pretty brutal on, but um but it's a really cool game the gameplay is really smooth uh, i mean it's a square enix game so um that's one of the things they do pretty well is uh it's pretty smooth the controls are intuitive um the style of game is is what i would call um almost like a disney ride you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah, you don't kind branch of. too far away from the obvious path that they want you to take. And there are scripted events that occur when you reach certain points of the map and stuff like that. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's kind so, of a puzzle at the same time, right? There's a puzzle aspect. Yeah, so there, there are some puzzle aspects. There's definitely, like, 
um you know like in any of the assassin's creed or arkham games there's like different things that you can collect throughout and unlock stuff and um you get you can get upgrades and you know for different weapons that you pick up and um uh one of the ways that you uh heal up and or upgrade is you hunt um deer or rabbits or whatever is out there uh you have a bow and then pretty early on you also get a pistol um and these kinds of things so um i think it's going to be really fun but yeah basically uh getting the second game in humble monthly drove me to finally start the first game and i think i'm going to enjoy it so right on i've never and played i'm that actually game. uh i'm unfortunately probably going to sign off for the night oh um, righty Yep, but I have Tron so. signing out. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, glad to uh, glad to talk with you guys and hang out again. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, it'll be sooner again rather than later. All right. Well, take care. Yep. You guys too. And Mr. Provoke, you are next. Well, um, not quite prepared, super prepared for it, but um, mine, my good old. Uh, Good old memories is real-time strategy games. My first one was ever uh, Command and Conquer and the first StarCraft. Um, you know, playing those back when I got my my first PC, and then my first laptop that weighed weighed as much as you know twenty pounds. It's right. <laughs> um, you know, but I got um, you know I've been playing StarCraft two. It's a Blizzard game. I've been playing it for a little while. Um, you know, I, ever since I, one of the first games, other than Ark, when I bought this PC. And uh, just recently, I remembered that I ordered the re- remastered StarCraft, the original one that I used to play, like, you know, almost 20 years ago. Right. right? Like, I think that game, um, you know, StarCraft, the first one came out in, I think, uh, 1998. Right, so um, it's been around for a while, and I've I've always loved it. Um, you know, Command and Conquer. There's uh, Red Alert Two, Red Alert Three. I have uh, you know for Xbox 360. Um, you know, and then with this new uh, StarCraft Two, which is, I guess isn't really that new. It's been around right. for a couple of years. I think they dropped it in 2015. <clears throat> um, you know, the story. You know, single player is pretty fun to play. Um, there's you know, tons of options to be able to play in the multiplayer um, zone. You get co-op, 1v1, 2v2. Um, you know, they can get pretty crazy. Uh, Mutation is another one that they come up with with their newest like update kind of thing, I think it was. Like they're almost almost like a an add-on to the add-on. Um, I haven't played it, it before. It's... Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I I have a lot of fun uh, playing with it. I don't know many people that do play it. Like I can, when I join the game, you can get in with the multiplayer and boot up with somebody that you know are random. But it, uh, you know, it's it's nice to play when when you have some friends. I got I think one other person that I that I know PC that plays StarCraft. Um, you know, and there's there's so many options to play when you know if you either want to play multiplayer or single player there's lots of options there's three different uh campaigns that basically coincide with each other um so you can play with those 
and then multiplayer you can get into that and play co-op and like i said 1v1 2v2 um, just hours and hours of gameplay and you know and there's there's a, a ton of real-time strategy games out there that i haven't tried that i wanted to um there's one that i did play um well it was in the uh lord of the rings line battle for middle earth i think it was um a little quite a while ago can't remember what i think it was a console game that i played but it was definitely um a fun one to play and it reminded me of it earlier when you guys were talking about the uh the new one that cyber brought up it uh, reminded me of it and i was just thinking about it oh the uh, shadow of war me. one was it the one yeah yeah and then there's that um you know it's kind of basically not quite along the same lines as civilization i don't think but like um age of empires that that line of games yeah i used to play the hell out of that yeah right so it's basically kind of kind of the same basic but you kind of single match you don't build a like they do tournaments for starcraft though don't they isn't that like an esport too yeah i think it is And, and like like i said it can get pretty hectic when you're going into the um the multiplayer games um especially when you're going into the 1v1 or 2v2 you get oh yeah there is esports sorry i just looked it up there on the website there is uh esports it does seem like um you know in some of the matches that i've played like even 1v1 it seems like the the, some of the people that i've played against you know you would think that they're cheating but they're i I'm sure they're not. They're just yeah. way better than me. Yeah. You know, they set their macros or they set their all their keys and all that kind of stuff so that they're just, you know, smashing everything out that they need to real fast. And, like, I'm, like, scrolling with my mouse and, like, clicking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it can get pretty crazy. You know, it seems like uh, by the time I'm, you know, building my first Marine, you know, out of my barracks is I'm already getting attacked. I'm like, what? what's going on right now? I don't even know uh-huh. what's going on. Right. So it, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to play and you know, I figured I'd bring it up because well, everybody else brought up the game. I wanted to be included too. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You, you joined us uh, last minute, so it's all yeah. good. Well, um, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, definitely could have been more prepared, but that's, that's my thing. That's all good. Well, I think it's time to head into our side quest. Here we go. All right, tonight we are sharing weird, funny, or strange games to confirm that there's literally a game out there for everyone and every and for everything. So, Mr. Fell. Oh, Sorry about that. <laughs> that was disgusting. That was hilarious. Oh, my Dude, Poe did that to us one dude. night. Oh, my God. Let's provoke everybody. I every- put it up. I could see it, like, in the corner of my eye. That was uh, hilarious. He's like, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Dude, that's nothing. It's nothing. So, it's all good. You're fine. <laughs> It fits right into Foe's oh game. Oh my god. Dude, you have no room to talk. You thought your mic was closed one night, remember? You sat down, you were munching on a sandwich, and you're like, Bruh, and we're all like, dude, what are you doing? You're like, oh, hey, oh, oh, my mic was open. That wasn't me. That was Joey Cologne. It was Cologne. you. It was you. It was Joey Cologne. And here. Joey Cologne. <laughs> and here. 
It was Joey Salami. That's what it was. <laughs> God. Um, yeah. Sofo, what's your what's your uh, game you're going to share with us? It's called. Oh, yeah. It's called. Yeah. It's called Tea Party Simulator <laughs> 2015. <laughs> so silly. So you might be like, what are you going to do in a Tea Party Simulator? Well, you're going to drink some tea. That's what you're going to do. This is like oh good lord. These are like this... the VR games that like we need to make games for VR. No, how do we let me make tell you something. Please do yourself a favor. Just please do yourself a favor and watch the video that's like there for the first oh, so thing. Silly. It starts off as you know one of those like physics games where like you have to like try and make tea, and you gotta do it like a certain amount of time, oh. make it perfect, and it's like that physics engine, you know? Yeah. Where, like, you get that like it's it's like an awkward grabbing stuff and pulling it. Yeah, it's like a VR game they're trying to sell. <laughs> um, but... Have anyway, you ever so... wanted to be a tea party extraordinaire? Oh, wait. And then, just, and it starts off all calm. They're just like, yeah, trying to get the tea. Oops, I spilled some, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy just rages and, like, throws a plate at a teddy bear that's sitting at the table. I know. Pushes the table away, flips the whole thing over. It's, it's great. It's, it's kind of creepy that it's a grown man sitting on the beach... With a teddy bear, a jello mold, some cake, and like I would be like that guy has bodies in his basement. Don't don't go <laughs> over there. It's a big old creeper. Oh, <laughs> the white but man's park behind that palm. When that I was palm looking cake. for something silly, and I came across that, I'm like, what is this? Oh my goodness, that is so bizarre. Well, Sorry. I found a weird one. And I thought, what the hell did I just find? <laughs> like, yeah, it makes you wonder. It, I always think, because I always oh think... Oh my god, it, this one was crazy. I know, right? I couldn't I always, believe this. I always think in origin, like, what the fuck? Like, who? Like, who does something? Like, what's the gas in the car of their behavior? Who thinks, sits down and goes, this will be an amazing game, and I think everybody needs to play it right now. <laughs> and that, that, this, that makes me go, like, with this game. It's like, what the hell? And it is called... How do you do it? What the fuck? What the fuck? And the fact that in the video, they go in and they show the devs and they talk about, they talk about what, what made them make this game. And it's called, how do you do it? Puts players in the role of an 11 year old girl, which is just weird and all in all, whose mother just stepped out for an errand. Cause who just, I'm, I'm not going to leave my 11 year old at home by herself. Cause I can just going to randomly go to an errand like, hello. Um, the girl immediately grabs her dolls and furtively attempts to figure out how sex works using these plastic surrogates. What? What the fuck? Like, who? What? Like, that's the first... Oh, so crazy. I'm like, so one, like, the people sat down and were like, hmm, we really have a lot of talent. We're going to make a video game. Let's pretend to be an 11-year-old girl whose mom leaves to go run an errand and then make our dolls Matches try to hunt each other. Like, oh, my God. It's that's so creepy weird. as hell. It's so freaking weird. And the fact that it looks like, like, there's one one game dev did Stardew Valley. That is a badass game with an amazing soundtrack, very multi-layered. One guy, one guy did it. This looks like it took like eight people to make this jackass game. <laughs> there, I don't understand it. It but anyways, looks like a joke. You know I mean? like, but they're dead serious. Like... They're like serious. Like you, li, li, if you listen to I their, did. if you listen to them, like they're. It's just so stupid. I'm just like, 
why and uh, the girl one of the girls was like i wanted to i wanted to um make this game because it's something i wondered when i was i'm like what this, she why? said she went under her bed and yes she used to under... mash her dolls together <laughs> so if i look on my friends list and see any of you jack wagons playing this game well, i'm gifting this we're not friends Christmas. we're no longer friends and mine went to off to dad <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna I know that's oh, is a good game. I put Octodad, yeah. So I'm gonna give this to you, Esme. I'm no, this for you. and I'm not. <laughs> you have it in your Steam. I'm gonna ignore you more than I do now. Then. <laughs> so yeah, this is free to play. So go, don't play it. Don't play it. And then yeah, the next game is Octodad. Octodad. Deadliest Catch is a game about destruction, deception, and fatherhood. The player controls Octodad, a dapper octopus masquerading as a human. As he goes about his life, Octodad's <laughs> existence is a constant struggle as he must master mundane tasks with those unwieldy, boneless tentacles. So, <laughs> it's fun. It's funny, weird looking game. It's a funny looking game. It looks And it's funny, funny to play. Have you played it? I've never played it. This looks like a game my son would like to to play. It's one. It's another one of those physics games. It's just he has this bony, you know, tentacles, and you gotta try and like toss it around, have him suction onto things, and this is not free to play though. So it's it's fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's a pretty old game too. It's been out for a long long time. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, it came out January thirtieth, twenty fourteen. Yeah, there you go. It's been out for a while. Yeah. Um, the funny That's... thing is, is the wife, like, it's, they didn't even, like, put a mask on him. Like, how is he pretending to be the dad? Like, he's impersonating her husband, and it doesn't dawn on her that he has an octopus head. Like, That's and what then... makes it ridiculous. Got a problem. And, like, <laughs> she has no idea it's not really her husband. And, um, I was watching the video, and it was funny. She's like, is everything okay? You just don't act the same. I'm like, he's a fucking octopus. Like, what do you <laughs> Like... <laughs> I'm sure he's not always in that dapper suit. Like he has to shower. Like you, you're gonna have to know that he's not a a dude anymore. Like she's just—it's just a funny. It's a goofy game, but I thought it, it it made me laugh a lot more than the other creep creep fest. That was the game that I just got talking about. Yes. <laughs> so, I had to turn that trailer off. <laughs> it was so disturbing. Yeah. So yeah. So one. this this does look like it'd be a fun um game and it does look like multiple um ages could play it. Like it doesn't seem like it's you know, like that creep fest before. So um oh OG Bobby, you I thought about it, but I didn't want to steal your dad dating thunder. So do you wanna do you wanna talk about that, OG? We will look it really up. Look into it. I just oh my god. It, yeah. We might as well dig it up. Um it was the dad dating simulator. I think, I think it's called Dream Dad or something. Dream like that. Dad, that's right. I was on that. I was in that game. Oh, are you like one of the the inspirations? Dream Daddy. Yes. Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator. On yes. Yep. It is I'm, Dream I'm Daddy. Trailer. Um, Where you play as a dad and your goal is to meet and romance other hot dads. Are you ready? Hi, ready. I'm Dad. <laughs> So, so you're not um, even like a mom looking for a dad. You're nope. You're a you're dad, dad looking for another dad. dad. <laughs> it came out July of this year by Game Grumps. Very positive reviews. Is like power docking. It's like your special move. <laughs> power <laughs> docking. 
Oh, that was, that was so horrible. Gonna have that's where the beef jerky cologne comes in handy. Right here. <laughs> that's where that stuff comes in handy. Joey Cologne um, looks like it features seven dateable dads, a dad character creator. You can create your own dad sona, multiple <laughs> endings per dad, voiced by the game grumps and friends, written by Vernon Shaw and Leighton Gray. And original blah, 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 dad-themed mini and micro games throughout each date path. So many dad puns, like to the point where it made us all uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, it's a single player. Captions are available. And partial controller support. No VR, it doesn't look like. That would be... Oh, not in VR. That would be a physics. That would be a great. That would be a great VR physics. game. What are you, you talking about? Definitely yeah. post uh, post that link that you got. I just missed it. Um, the, the link for the video for that one. So that for the can, dad one. Yeah, so people can see it. Yeah. All right, I just posted Amazing it. Amazing. going to be. So OG Bobby found it. Um, he said, "How did he you find it, OG?" He, I think he he owns this game. I think he oh. plays it like every day. I think day. they based a character <laughs> after OG Bobby. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Whenever I jump on, I see his name. His 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 name playing. Usually, that. usually playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> well, he probably has some stickers we can trade him for. I, I think he has Ark is like fifteen hundred hours, and that is like twenty five hundred hours. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's my what I saw. My longest least. running game right now is Dodo Dicks. Everybody on my friends list is asking why I'm always playing Dodo Dicks. Does it show that? For some reason on the Xbox, like it, because I'm signed in on it in Windows 10, it'll actually show that I'm playing Dodo Dex when I'm oh not on Oh my Xbox. god! They made a Dodo Dex <laughs> Windows 10 app now. Yeah, it's been out for quite a while. Yeah, really? I never used that one. I've never used that. I'm always in my browser. Just on my phone. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you stumbled upon this because you just opened up your Steam and. You went to yeah, look for. I think it was when I was going to get a uh, Terraria, and uh, yeah, that just popped up. <laughs> I remember. I remember. You're looking you for Terraria. You'd like this game. Yeah. <laughs> if you like, well, you know, based on the other collecting weird games you bought, balls you know, of dirt. Isn't that it though? Isn't it like a Google search? It's like a. You looked at this. You would like this too. Exactly. If you, if you like eight bit games where you dig and trenches and build houses, you might like Dad Dating Simulator. <laughs> so interesting. So yeah, there we go. That's some interesting games. We're gonna see what Mr. Cyberjudge has for us. All right. So um, I recently installed it on my phone, um, and I figured I'd bring it up here, and that's called Knights of Pen and Paper Two. So it's kind of like taking the D&D world and uh, making it into a easy, I guess, 18-bit graphics uh, game. Uh, so it's available uh, also on Steam for $8, but it's free on mobile. Uh, I've only been playing it on, on mobile. Uh, I guess it's 16-bit graphic. I don't know if it's 8-bit, 16-bit, something like that. Uh, D&D game played as if you are playing the pen and paper game. Uh, the game basically evolves around a table that has a dungeon master uh, and your team of players that you create. Uh, behind oh, the table wow. will be a scene depicting where you are and showing any enemies you're battling. Um, I'm not sure uh, what the Steam version is like, but in the free-to-play um, mobile version, uh, it's a bit challenging without using real money. Uh, to uh, buy stuff, it's kind of grindy. You have to 
uh, kill, uh, like go out to the battle areas. And uh, it's, it's kind of neat when you go out to the battle areas, you can choose, uh, unless you get, um, so when you choose, so you go from your main town, you, you pick, okay, I want to go to this spot. And while you're traveling, it rolls a dice. And if the dice is too low, then you get ambushed and you can't pick what's attacking you during the ambush. But once you get to your destination, then it doesn't give you uh, guys to fight unless you're in the story, but rather will um, allow you to pick, okay, I want three of these guys to battle too. So you're kind of playing the dungeon master as well. Um, and uh, you get uh, bonus experience and bonus gold uh, if you have more variety and if the challenges are harder so they they uh, give you a challenge rating as well as a variety rating uh, for bonus. Each one will give you separate bonus points and uh, experience and gold. Um, but you want to, like I'm stuck right now, I'm trying to get to the next area and I have to either pay like 15,000 gold or defeat this uh, troll, the bridge troll. And with my team, I, I'm not able to do it. I have to keep grinding out levels or get get enough gold to pay the toll without battling the uh, bridge toll so it is kind of grindy and uh, a little bit repetitive but it's kind of neat uh, it's a good time waster on I don't play a lot of mobile games but uh, this one seems to be attracting me when I need to pick up my phone and play something awesome it does look pretty neat and it's made by uh, Paradox which Paradox Inter Interactive which I believe they're pretty big game maker so Oh yeah, they looks like they make um, city skylines and. Oh okay, I've seen that on uh, Steam. Yeah. Oh right, promo. You have an interesting game for us. Yeah, this popped up in my feed, um, but it's House Flipper. Oh um, god. It's an indie game. It hasn't come out yet. But if you ever watched any of those HD television shows where people buy a shitty house and flip it and make it into a new house and restore it um this is basically the game for you wow i sent this to my brother and he's like dude i can't wait for this game to come out i know <laughs> anyway I, I thought it was kind of cool when they get down to the you know some of the nitty-gritty but this is kind of you know obviously it'll work for without the vr set but this is looks like you know this is kind of of that same genre of game that's kind of coming out these days where you know it's it's more of a physics-based game and it's designed to um, incorporate the um the vr stuff and uh, it looks kind of cool the the end result the game isn't coming out till um it just says 2018 so we'll, we'll see when it comes out but it'll be on steam and um that's pretty much it that's house flipper the game it looks really neat i don't think i've seen one like that before have you guys seen anything like that no no that's my wife likes the property brothers show but is that the twins the, the, the two yeah. twin dudes yeah she I just likes the twin dudes they're better looking than me she probably <laughs> likes them i think that's why a lot of people like that show <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it because they do a lot of stupid stuff but... i find it interesting on the steam page it didn't look like they were indicating uh vr you would think for sure that this would be a vr thing yeah but oh yeah it, right? Especially yeah, if they but... do VR for a tea party, they can't, it would, <laughs> like, come on, this would be way better. If you go back to that, the Steam page where it's listing the game, they don't have the VR yeah, icon. VR, right? Yeah. Maybe it's just too early. There seems to be very little detail about it. Literally, the 
Um, only thing that there is to even say is House Flipper is a unique chance to become a one-man renovating crew, buy, repair, upgrade, devastated houses, give them a second life, and sell them at a profit. That's really that's all I could really even find on the game. So they're saying Q1, so it's going to be by the end of March. It'll be out. It would be neat if it was multiplayer, because it wouldn't be kind of cool to fix up houses and sell them to other people back and forth. Like, you're really yeah, right. flipping, though. That would be neat. But, um, all right, so I'll let you guys decide. Do we want to go on and share our last calls, or do we want to call it? Because we're, we're over, like, three hours. I'm okay. It's I don't... really been that long? Dude. <laughs> Yes. I looked we out didn't of get like, into like TV shows. We haven't even talked yet. about our TV. So it's up to you guys we if you have to leave or not. Forward. Huh? We, we could just go like... fast. You mean like yeah, I don't mind doing don't Billy Dally just share? Say, I'm, I'm out. Y'all have fun. All right. Good, <laughs> good night. <laughs> if you have to leave, go for it. I just wanted to give anybody an idea. Yes, he's gone. <laughs> but he's not. Yeah, he's still fun. here. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, what's up, dude? Sorry. <laughs> Good night, Good um, night. Yeah, so if you have to go, nobody's going to be like, what the hell? You know, we don't obviously care if anybody has to leave while we're recording anyways. Just wanted to give you an out before we move on. And then I do agree we should do it the fast way. So um, we should just share our business. But all right. Oh, let's not read everything as we start put last in call. There. I'm a fast talker, dude. I ain't like freaking promo or electron. They're like, they're like what? Um, uh, <laughs> like I got a check. There should have been like. <laughs> That's not fair. I I can put my shit in overdrive. <laughs> you, you guys, oh, get some uh, syrup all up in there. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's closing time. All oh, right. Huh? That, that was, was the, the slow one. one. That was yeah. the slow one. Yeah. yeah. The other one I sped up. I was like, go, 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 go. Promo, your turn. We're going to get you started, right. Waffle. I'm waffling on. So the show I watched. Um, That's normal. Don't act from, like you're not doing that up. From Cyber. Um, is, <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, this show called The OA. Um, it's a story about a missing woman. Uh, after seven years, turns up at a hospital and with strange scars on her back, and she can't, she can't or won't reveal what's been going on. It's a fantastic series. Um, I don't think, based on the ending, I don't think it's going to have another season. But so it's just kind of eight episodes of a story, um, and it's really, really well done. I highly recommend it to everybody. Thank you, Cyber, for recommending it to me. Um, it's a great. It's a. It's 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 twisted. It's um. Yeah, I don't want to give you too much of the story, but it is nothing what you thought it would be, and um, it is suspenseful. It is a thriller. It is it is everything. It's a great it's a great show. So I recommend it. Getting it on, uh, watching it on Netflix. What show is it? It's called <laughs> The OA. It's a oh, Netflix original. original Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
just don't have it playing on your big screen in your lunchroom at your work. Oh, that's right. You said you did. Now I remember this conversation. <laughs> Until the boobs came on the screen and then oh, I quickly shit. shut it off. <laughs> You're like, cyber? And then the last thing I wanted to talk about real quick is the Stranger Things 2 trailer. Is The show is right around the corner. It's coming out in, I don't know, a couple days. That's um, a good the- show. Yeah, I can't wait for uh, Stranger Things 2. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. That's all I got for my last calls. All right. Well, hey, um, you might want to tell us while you're here, tell us the servers that you've opened up for the group, if you can oh, remember geez, off the top of your head. I am. One second. All right, I you get that. You, you get that. Yeah, I got oh, it. I got okay, it. Got so it. Okay. here we go. Um, so we have, of course, we have the Extinction Core cluster uh, that we've usually been playing on, the Island Scorched Earth Center, and a Colosseum event map. Um, we have Team Fortress 2 servers that you can jump on and, and are set up for 8 uh, versus 8 um, Team Deathmatch, and there are bots to fill in for when uh, other people are, uh, are not there. Um, we have the Arc Aberration server eventually coming out, but apparently has been delayed due to wildcard delaying the uh, Aberration patch. Some, some weeks. Some weeks, yeah. Who knows what that means. <laughs> Um, yeah. Maybe December now is what I'm thinking. Give a break, guys. <laughs> this is like the first time this has happened. This is early <laughs> this access, never, okay? This never happens. <laughs> and they'll say, and it's not coming out for console. That's what they'll say. <laughs> we have, we have a Terraria server um, that you can jump on. And I think it works, <laughs> with, work, it works with mobile, Android, and PC. Did it work um, with mobile, Android? I don't know yet. I didn't try the, the multiplayer. It's It's a strange thing. And then, of course, we have the Starbound uh, server that uh, I've been playing on that I described earlier. It's a lot of fun. I've been posting screenshots of the little base I built and and kind of the progression and uh, frustrations that is Starbound. But it's <laughs> it's a great game. Um, and that's it. That's the the servers that I'm that I've been uh, running. We hope to get a Minecraft server going eventually if there's interest, and uh, you know some more things to come. So. Alrighty, Mr. Fowl, what do you know? Okay, so I've been wanting to get into the Star Wars, um, like reading Star Wars novels, and I'm trying to get a hold of what's canon, what's not canon, where to start, because there's so many, and I have so much to catch up on, but I'm currently on the internet at night, just trying to figure out where to start. Um, And talking about TV shows... If you're looking to wait for Stranger Things, you want something strange, there's a little show called uh, Channel Zero. Now, Channel Zero takes, like, the old uh, haunted tales around a campfire or whatever, and they turn them into series. So they get some of the really good ones, and they make a whole season based on that tale, on that, like, old-school horror tale. It's really good. Um, Season one is, like, one storyline, and then the second season's a whole new one. And they're both really good. We're on season two right now. And um, just just a good show. It's a little creepy, so you got to get creeped out, but it's really good. So if you're looking for something to watch while you're waiting for Stranger Things, Channel Zero. And it's Halloween time. It's the perfect show to watch. It's super good. I um, found a thing. I don't know. I just Googled where to start reading Star Wars. And I found on The Verge, it says Star Wars reading list, where to start after you finish the movies. Is that what... Might be something you want to look at. I don't know if it helps. I think I did look at that. 
Yeah, and then I found another helpful one that actually puts them. It puts them on like the uh, the order of time, including the movies mixed in. So like you read oh. a couple of novels, then like it, it tells you like where each novel takes place within the movie timeline oh, as well. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. Cool. All right, I was gonna toss in that new show that is on CBS called Wisdom of the Crowd. Have you guys heard of it or watched it? I have no. Not. Okay, Wisdom of the Crowd is a drama about a visionary tech innovator who creates a cutting-edge crowdsourcing app to solve his daughter's murder and revolutionize crime-solving in the profits process. Inspired by the notion that a million minds are better than one, Silicon Valley entrepreneur Jeffrey Tanner develops Sophie, an online platform for publicly shared information he's certain will find his daughter's killer. As Tanner taps into the wisdom of the crowd, his unexpected success fuels his determination to solve even more cases than just the one that's personal to him. And it's actually I say three or four episodes in right now. It's on CBS. So if you have, like, we have Xfinity, so we can go back and watch the on-demand stuff. So it's way better than what I thought. You could literally, it doesn't even look like you have to sign in. You could literally watch it right on their website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah, right from CBS. So that, I don't know. I don't have three episodes so far, right? Yeah, yep. It's really good. Um, It's, and you know, it's sad because it does start out with him losing his daughter and then his whole um reason to make this app is actually so it's like if you and i downloaded this app called sophie they can talk directly to us show us information and we help solve cases if we see some um chick or guy that's part of the the mystery that we that needs to be solved and we see them at the store something we take their picture we send it into sophie and it gets a location and like that's how they're solving these crimes by us and i guess as it progresses it gets a little crazy so um i'm it's so far really good show and also another good show i don't know if you guys heard of impractical jokers it started on true tv and i want to say i've been watching it on the CW too. I think it's crossed over into another channel now too. So um, it's four comedians and lifelong friends compete to embarrass each other out amongst the general public with a series of hilarious and outrageous stares when Sal, Joe, Q, and Murr challenge each other to say or do something, they have to do it. And they wear these little earpieces. If they refuse, they lose. And at the end of every episode, the biggest loser, after they tally up everybody's points, has to endure a punishment of epic proportions. And it's so true. It's hilarious. Um, It says, this season, the guys pose as hot dog vendors, gymnasts, waiters, clerks, at a bridal shop and more. As for punishments from skydiving to the rodeo to body piercing shop they're bigger badder and funnier than ever before it's really it can i interject yes this is one of my favorite shows it is so i told i'm sitting there with my husband and i'm watching the show and i'm like i feel like foe is all of these people like i feel like when i'm watching them i'm like if i if we ever met foe i feel like he would be these guys on the show and you're correct i told first of all it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Second of all, it's it takes place right here in New York. They're all over right. the city all the time. And um I hope every day I could like see them doing film. one of these things <laughs> yes. and I could just totally mess with them. Like I'm waiting for that day. You it seemed like you would fit right in with them. Like you guys would all be the same person. But that is what that that is one of my favorite shows. It's so funny. Oh it's so god, hilarious. I laugh my ass off every time we it, watch that. And it's sometimes it makes you want to change the channel. It makes you want to like, ooh, I can't believe he's gonna do that. You I know. know. It's like <laughs> I don't want to cringe. It's so cringy, but it's so funny. It's it is funny. It's cringy. It's cringy in a funny way. It's it's really good. <laughs> it's so good. Where can I really watch good. that one? Um, Oxygen, I was on. I believe. 
You said I, I've, um, it's on True TV, and I think oh, I True found TV. it on. That's what it is, True TV. Yeah. I think I've also found it on the CW. Let me look, because I just started. I, it wasn't part of my cable package before, and now all of a sudden it is. So it's like on two channels now. So. And you could, yeah, it's and and they're only showing repeats. So what about True TV is running repeats like all the time. That's like one of their main shows. It's really your hilarious. Best link to find that for those of us who uh, don't. It's called. Cable. I think it's called www.google.com. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which ones? I think it's called www.torrentsomething.com. Lol, let me look it up for you, provoke. Stop provoking me. <laughs> forever, provoke. forever. It's asking someone for the simplest shit sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> I'm asking which one you would use. Like, He's new to the internet. That's okay. It's, it's the internet. <laughs> He's our new yeah. Amish friend. Illuminan couldn't make it <laughs> um, in tonight. Now we have Provoke. He's never you seen could probably get it on iTunes and Google if you want a paper episode. I'm sure it's on there too. Oh, Amazon Prime. Mm. Do you guys I don't know. Any specific streaming websites that you actually use. Other in, than in the case, one I pay for called TV, Xfinity. That's who makes it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll get back to you because I want to. I'm, I'm somehow watching it. Um, <laughs> not on True TV, so I don't know how. It's on another channel, so I'll get back with you. I'll let you know where I'm. That's watching. why I'm asking. I just don't have channels, so if you yeah. guys use that's, streaming websites, we'll figure then. something out. I don't do yeah. that. It's against the law. Like I said, Google.com will get you anything you need to know. The name of the show is all you gotta do is punch it in there, like magic. Like magic. <laughs> okay, so um, that was my my show. So Cyber Judge, boom, your turn. Very. Um, so uh, I've gotten into watching uh, the D and D Twitch channel. Um, my favorite on there by far has been their Force Gray series. They've had two seasons of it. Uh, first season was called Giant Hunters. And the second uh, season, uh, which is currently uh, coming out weekly, I think they've had six episodes already, uh, is called Lost City of Amu. Um, both uh, seasons are DM'd by Matthew Mercer, who's actually a animated voice actor uh, who did voices in Thundercats, uh, DC Super Friends, and others. And uh, uh, he really makes the whole stream uh interesting and makes oh, you yeah. watch it because he uses his voice like crazy in it um like he's talking about a a frog person he's making the croaking noises and stuff like it's it's crazy oh the, wow the, the different voices he makes like it, it, even if you can go on twitch and watch one of the episodes and just listen to him like it just brought me in and then uh, the other thing that brought me in is it's a whole bunch of or they have a whole bunch of actors that I was familiar with um, that are playing. So in the first season, there is Chris Hardwick, who is from House, or he's been in House of a Thousand Corpses, yep. Lego Batman movie, Talking Dead. Uh, Shelby Farrow, who's a stand-up comedian. Ashley Johnson, who is from Blind Spot and Growing Pains and The Avengers. I star from Blind Spot. These are all. I like Blind Spot. That's These coming are all out like well-known actors who are also like nerdy at heart as well, which is yeah. Cool. Yeah, they have yeah. podcasts and stuff. They do uh, the nerdist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Jonah Ray, uh, and then Utkarsh Amdekar, who's from Pitch Perfect, um, and in the second season 
which I'm liking even more, has uh, Joe Man Manganiello. Manganiello. Yeah, from True Blood, Magic Mike, Smurfs, the Lost Village of Spider-Man. The handsome uh, dude. Deborah Ann Wall, who is the assistant in Daredevil that's assisting the um, Daredevil. Yeah. But also in True Blood. Uh, she seems really in it. Like, I, I was impressed with <laughs> how much she was into yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. She's huge into the nerd culture, dude. Is she? That actress, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> but when I saw her, I'm like, wow, she seems to really be into this Dungeons and Dragons thing and know a whole lot about it. So, uh, And then Brian uh, Poshin, I know him from the Big Bang Theory. But he was also, I guess, in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. And Dylan Sprouse, who is uh, from the sweet uh, life of uh, Zach and Cody and all those. Oh, theories. okay. He was in Hannah Montana and Wizards of Waverly as well. Uh, and then returning from season one is uh, Utkarsh. Um, but yeah, it's worth the watch. Uh, got me really interested in D&D. &D, and actually, that's what had me go look onto our uh, Discord onto the D&D &D and uh, get interested in Foe's plan to do a a D and D series. So yeah, it's a, that one's those series are, are really interesting to watch. Just as, li listening to his uh, him act the out the voices and stuff is quite uh, interesting to watch. So do you think this is something that would be cool? Like, because I've never been um, privy or available, or no, I've never known anybody who played D and D. I've never known anyone, so I've never got to do it. You'll so this would. So this would be kind of cool to watch to kind of get an idea of how things would go down. Is oh, that sure. would you guys recommend that for us noobs that have no idea where to begin? Yeah, for real. But... I'm looking okay. at yeah. it. Like, okay. Jump on Twitch and just watch anybody one. play, not just those people. Yeah, watch, I've like, never normal people play. I have too, no idea anything about. You know, it. they're famous. They they uh they're well known. They have access to a lot more than like the average person would. So watch that and then go watch like an average person stream too and just get like a hang of it. This, uh, these guys, you, you'll be entertained. Like these guys, and I'm sure uh, they have writers too. I'm sure he has a yeah, writer. I'm sure, but yeah, but you'll be definitely entertained. But they do also on the D and D channel have a uh, learn learn to play. Now that that learn to play one focuses more on the DMing. Like the DM will stop the play, um, the story, and go to a a solo screen of him just explaining what he's going to do next, what you have to do as a dungeon master to keep the game going and stuff. Um, that one's pretty good too. You still like that. Um, you can tell the players may don't always know what they're doing. So the dungeon master is explaining what they have to do and how they play. And actually that one, the learn to play is using the roll 20 that we're going to be using with full render. So uh, that'll get you an idea of how the roll 20 works and all that. Um, awesome as well so but the D, &D um, uh, Twitch channel is definitely a good place if you want to get an idea of what foe is planning for us uh, with his DD series uh, definitely check out the DD &D. this one like I said will keep you entertained for sure but the the other ones are pretty good too I'm, I'm watching three or four series now going on so cool well thanks for sharing that with us yeah I will hopefully by the next time we do it I found um a, a twitch or Twitter account of a new app that's out to help connect D and D nerds. It's kind of like like Tinder without swiping for D and D part, like how to find each other easier to connect with other 
people who want to set up a group or something. So, and I found them, they started following me on Twitter and then I checked to see who they were and it's a new app that um, they're developing to get out there. And now I'm looking through all my notifications and I can't find it yet, but hopefully I'll have that too. Cause that looked really cool. I imagine it is hard to, um, you know, find like-minded people, you know, when you get older and you're not as connected and you're busy and stuff and you're, you know, the time that you had, um, kind of dissipates as you get busier. It's kind of hard to meet people that have the same interests as you if you are in more of a rural area. So I haven't done uh, much with Roll20, but it seems like it's kind of that kind of community. Is it? That, okay. Uh, like you can join games. Um, you have to create an account and everything, but uh, you can start your own a game or you can join a game. I haven't dug too much into it. I just created my account and got myself ready to... Uh, uh, join foe but um, yeah like I just went in to join a game and they got a whole bunch of different games listed and stuff so it allows you to join games and what have you you through roll 20 yep awesome, awesome what's, this, what's this thing I hear about cross realm rebellion podcast network thank you hey there <laughs> um, we're gonna wrap the show up and we're gonna do that by um, sharing a little bit more we've just been kind of inching our way towards um, more time and stuff to get this situated but if you are listening to this now and you're a rated arc listener you may notice some things changing on your rss feed i'm keeping it at the rated arc rss feed so that won't change it might confuse some people like what the hell's rated arc but what i'm doing is i'm changing our website over the um to our cross rum rebellion um podcast network now because we're going to be expanding so you're going to see some new shows popping up on your rss feed you don't have to listen to them if you don't want to just scroll on by but and then you can pick and select which ones you want to listen to um the the titles will be in the title so you're not going to think it's rated arc because it says rated arc it will say the name of the show so our new cast we will have less we we will be fading out rated extras and we will be stepping into our cross realm cast so it's going to be pretty much like rated extras but just with a new title and maybe so just a tweak here and there but it's pretty much going to be similar and then um we're also going to have um some other shows potentially down the pipeline so i do a podcast with my mom i want to get her back in and i've been met poking her like come on we're getting back in uh, we do a show called the idk cast so i might even put that on there just for the hell of it because i am a crr member so <laughs> i can technically do that but we have our own rss feed for that but um and yeah, Cyber and Promo have something in the works. So that's going to be cool too. And if you want to get a heads up and start following us on Twitter, you can follow the um, CRR Pod Network on Twitter at CRR Pod Network. And I put the link in the show notes. And then also um, we, are ha we have a Twitter for Cross Realm um, podcast. It's Cross Realm Pod. So Cross Realm Cast was already taken on Twitter. That's the hard thing. When you come up with names, you got to find social media that is not already taken. So it's under at Cross Realm Pod. And as always, you can join us in game and possibly as a member on our show or shows in the future at CrossRealmRebellion.com. Ta-da. So that's it. Um, anybody got anything else to tie in? If not, we are done. We are done. Here we go. Good night. All right. Night, everybody. Good night. Take care. Brush your hair. Oh, apparently my rated arc outro is not working, so we will just end it with this.
Oh my god, I'm so tired. I'm recording now. All of my, all of my vaults are pink. Thanks. That Thanks sounds again. like that sounds like <laughs> old Goonie. Cool. You've got a bunch of paintings now. I think that's really cool. Really <laughs> cool. Joey Cologne, Joey Cologne approves. <laughs> are you on your way home from work? Um. Yeah. I'm on my. No. I'm home now. Oh. Why does it sound like you're? Oh, maybe because you're. Are you on like a phone or something? Yeah, I'm on a phone because I have company in my living room and oh, okay. a crazy wild party. Oh, with your neighbor, the oh, you bugger, the um, midnight lady. Between between my neighbors and Joey Cologne hanging out, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And the raccoons. That's no joke. I I yeah, that is kind yes. of. <laughs> I got new pails now would have like super tight lids. They're not getting awesome. They don't even bother coming by my house anymore. They're like, no, this guy, it's too much work. How do you? Alrighty. I'm going to um, pull us down. You could probably, well, I'll probably mute my mic. I don't have much to say either. Well, you don't know. I mean, because when you talk about stuff, we won't just be talking about like what we're doing. will be anything that you've been watching or. Anything really. I found a, an article about like it was like the nine myths of gaming. I thought it'd be fun to kind of in my in my spot. It was stuff that we grew up with, and I was gonna see if you guys what you guys thought about them because it's funny. Some of the stuff I'm like, oh my god, I remember that. The monkey died. <sighs> yeah. Does this I mic sound died. that much different from my other mic? Yeah, it sounds a little little louder, but I can. Probably tone you down some. I don't know where pro where promo's at. I seen his. I think his kid was playing earlier. I will message you the show notes. Um, provoke. I'll be uh, good. And Discord. Get my stuff back. What? Yeah. If I if I just disappear from TeamSpeak while oh else dude, is we know how you are. Yeah, don't act like this is our first time. I just didn't want to interrupt anybody before I logged out. Hey, but you know, <laughs> we've had the same person on our Podbean account has been harassing us. I think they're like, bring back Lee Harvey. Where's Lee Harvey? We're like, it's not like we told him he couldn't be with us. He's busy or hasn't been with us. Like yeah. we've like we've locked you in a box. And now you're out. You to... He used to, you know, stay. He used up to late care with us, care to hang out with us. And he used to take his Metamucil on a regular basis. Yeah. Which that joke makes absolutely no later. sense because Metamucil is supposed to make you shit, not stay awake. But you have <laughs> to be awake in order to <laughs> shit. Mostly. You know, and we know how clean. I bet you're a very clean person, so yeah. you really don't want to shit in your sleep. So I'm sure you're awake while you're shitting. If you go to bed with a stinky butt, you wake up with a stinky finger, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are you doing to yourself when you sleep? <laughs> you have, like, skid marks in your sheets. That's nasty. Have you guys watched Big Mouth on Netflix? <laughs> you went from skid marks on your sheets to Big Mouth. <laughs> well, I, I bring it up because there's this character on there, Coach Steve, and... Every time I'm watching it, I'm thinking of foe. It's hilarious. 
Aww. I'm gonna have to watch it now. Yeah, you just gotta watch it. <clears throat> I'm, I'm gonna wait till my wife falls asleep, and then I'm gonna change Netflix to it. There you go. Yeah, I gotta cook her dinner first, though. I said I was gonna cook her breakfast this morning, but then... She's like, I asked her what time she works, she's like, oh, 6.30, I'm like, oh, fuck that. I'll cook you breakfast for dinner. Oh. Alright, I'm gonna drag us down and I'm gonna go get my coffee. I'm gonna start the bacon. Okay. Yep. Okay, dope. Hey, foe, do you know if Wildlands is cross-platform or not? Hey. Hey. <laughs> I was just... Wondering if uh, Promo wasn't going to be here, then I would probably have to try to set up my OBS. But I think he's coming. Because I've been advertising that we're going to do our mixer. <laughs> now. Oh, there he's typing. I like it when Discord tattles on us and it's like, Prometheus is typing. Yeah, but oh, that game is pretty awesome. I told you you could like that game, dude. It's still the third person drives me crazy, though. I'm disappointed there's no first person, like, all the time. Right, I mean, yeah, I guess, but, like, you go into first person when you aim and everything, right? When you aim down sights, yeah. you're in first person? But when you're crawling through the brush and and you, all the freaking plants and grass and shit are in your way, if you could just, like, you know, move to first person without having to aim, it'd be a lot easier to see through. But, anyway, yeah, it is cool, I mean, being able to keep an eye on your character when you spend all the time customizing them. I don't know. That's, I think, why they did it, because, you know, the Ghost Recon games always had a lot of customization and stuff, and it, it does kind of suck when you can't ever see it, you know? I'll yeah. Back. Well, they could have made it all, like, optional, you know, press a button and swap between first and third. Oh, Arma That's 3 does it. Wait, what game are you talking about? Ghost, Ghost Recon, Recon Wildlands. Wildlands. Uh, I mean, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. But it's almost too fucking easy if you, like, get a hold of a helicopter with some miniguns on it. Yeah, I can it, just it... fly around just destroying shit. Yeah. Picking up missions like nothing. But, like, you know, it's a sandbox game, so you go about it how you want to go about it. That's too easy. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, it's fun, though, sometimes. Well, the missions are pretty hard. Uh, just some of the missions are pretty hard, like, until you figure out what to do. Certain missions where like can't let anybody be seen, get shot, or you have to go in like undetected. Yeah. Those could be a little bit. Or you have to like follow somebody and they can't see you following them. I haven't had to do one like that yet. Those are cool. It's like a stakeout mission, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I had one where I had to get into a a building that had multiple entryways and hack into like their transmitter or something. And I died twice, because it's got a timer. As soon as you blow the door, you get a minute to get in there and find the computer and then hack into it. And the whole time, you've got all these narcos in there shooting at you, swarming over the place. So finally, what I ended up doing was just putting the C4 on every door and then rallying my guys to me. And as soon as I blew the door, I gave them the command to open fire and rushed in one, and they rushed in the others automatically. I had a mission where you have to go into this town area you have to locate the target without being seen but then you have to like follow him out of you have to wait for him to leave and follow him to another rally point after you follow him to like a hideout then you have to read the hideout i stumble upon most of my missions because i don't really like follow the story i'm just out there in the <laughs> out there in the train with, with my new favorite gun of the moment 
There's a lot of freaking guns to play with in that game, too. Yeah, they're good guns, too. Though. Yeah. I just picked up the, the AR-10. I like the Chris Vector. Of course I you use do. the, uh... I do use the Chris Vector a lot, but no one can I use as, like, as, like, my all-around gun. I use the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, the MK-11, I think it is. Uh, you it's mean like Mark fourteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one like my uh, EBR that I have? No, no, not that one. It's like it's like a scar, but it's like it's like oh yeah, the, the Mark M4 seventeen version, the Mark seventeen. Yeah. So I use that with a uh, grenade launcher on it, and that's like my main my main gun because it's like multi-purpose. I'm running around using a Tavor with a grenade launcher on it right now. So yeah. You have the grenade launch option in case you need it, and then that I usually had a, had like a uh, <coughs> four times on it, and then I have the vector. A lot of Hello. times, dude, I was Hello, a lot Simon. of times I would take the uh, small sniper rifle, the little uh, bull pump sniper rifle, and just take like the uh, the AK and uh -huh. just rock that. And, like that's that's like a really good combo too. Yeah, I've, I've cycled through a lot of the guns. I did that with the AK as well. Have that and then have like the M40 sniper rifle. Sniper rifle. Sniper, sniper rifle. And for handgun, I usually go 1911. Yep, me too. <laughs> the 1911 with the suppressor on it. Perfect for shooting at streetlights and brains. As I say, what game are we talking about? <laughs> Ghost Recon Wildlands. Ghost Recon Wildlands. So, but you're sure it's not cross platform? Sorry, Esme. I'm pretty sure, thing. but you know what? You know, with Lee, you have to ask. You, honestly. What is your Wildlands profile like? I think no, it's not because if I want to join a game, I have to join someone. You know, someone has to. I am look up their PlayStation name, so I doubt it. I doubt I can join a PC game. Uh. Like when uh, you go to load into a game, um, multiplayer option, you could join in on like whatever friends you have on PlayStation Four. Uh, okay, so it's part of your friends list is incorporated. Basically, yeah, you bad. I've been thinking about getting back into Fallout 4. It's on sale right now on Steam. <laughs> oh, there you go, foe. You said next time it was on sale, you're gonna buy it. Now you freaking have to. I've been telling you to buy this game forever. I never stopped playing Fallout 4. I played it for like eight hours yesterday. Yeah, well, I, better. I had it on uh, PS4 and never really uh, never bought it on, on PC, but uh, I was going through Steam today and it's on sale till Monday. <clears throat> the uh, Game of the Year edition's on sale 58% off. Yeah, there you go, man. That's the way to do it, right there. So All the DLCs and everything. 58 bucks instead of 110 Yeah, for sure. You're back. And you just waiting on promo. Literally thousands of hours worth of gameplay right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, definitely... I beat it already it. 20 times. You don't beat Fallout. You just keep going. Yeah, but no, you can do so many different things, like different ways of playing. Oh yeah, and there's so many miscellaneous and side too. quests and free quests mm -hmm. and all kinds of shit that you just like happen across. You'll never run out of stuff to do in Fallout 4. On my first playthrough, I kind of just got sidetracked doing all the side quests and, and never actually so finished. About getting sidetracked, shit. Yeah, <laughs> never actually finished beating the game. Yeah, because you spend all your time building your settlements and like <laughs> getting your settlers all hooked up and giving them jobs and giving them gear. And... Mm -hmm. So much to do, so much. Oh, Goon, can you fix my vaults, please? 
work on your home. They look ridiculous. Crazy nature guy. I suppose that's a name. We're fighting breast cancer. <laughs> I'm not sure I get the reference. I turned them pink. Oh, okay. Painted all my vaults and lights and everything pink. I thought pink was a Canadian national color. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think, I don't think there's think a color a for thing. surrender. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, I'm kidding. That's the French. <laughs> Can you unlock the cooker? No. Can you fix my bolts? Um. Yeah. No. I'm definitely thinking about getting back into uh, you know Fallout 4. But I feel like if I get back into Fallout 4, uh, everything else is just gonna fall off. How it just, goes, man. Just stay with PUBG. Tell you what, though, I'm getting hooked on this Eve. See, <laughs> PUBG I still is pretty done good, it. but I like to play the original game, Fortnite. We played that with uh, Fortnite is like, lousy. Like Fortnite is trash on its own. I can't believe like PUBG copied off of Fortnite. Like, so messed up. You just stirring the pot, there, foe? Yeah, I'm stirring the pot. <laughs> Making that soup. What's going on? Whatever. They all copied off of freaking armor anyway, so. Yeah, but some armor mod, the armor battle royale, royale, <laughs> was made by the dude who worked on PUBG, Player Unknown. Yep. Yeah, he made the battle royale what it is as a game mode. Apparently, he made two other games before Player Unknown Battle. King of the Kill. He worked on King of the Kill. For H1Z1, and then I think um, the DayZ Battle Royale mod as well. Basically, whatever major Battle Royale mod or game has come out recently, there's a, like a huge chance that he worked on it. Sounds All like he's a one-trick from... pony. <laughs> hey man, he does that one trick well. He's not a game dev, he's just some dude. Pretty good trick, he though. He develops games, and he does it professionally. He's a game dev. Yeah. Now he's a he game doesn't dev develop. He, he's like a consultant for the company that makes it. Blue Hole makes the game. He's just like, they're using his Blue name Hole. as like a... I don't know, brand. Blue hole. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> call themselves pink hole. Oh, I call him a dev. Don't call me late for dinner. Waiting for my cough drop to kick in. All of a sudden, I haven't had any coughing fits until I sit down to record, and then I'm like coughing, like I've smoked a pack of cigarettes or something. <laughs> I did the opposite about a half hour ago. I took a Benadryl. God, I think it, is it just worse this year? Then is that what you've been running into, Lee? Yeah. Yeah, my allergies have been bad too this year. Horrible. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Makes like, my eyes so sleepy. Bogged up and yeah. you know, constantly draining and shit. <clears throat> I've started taking um apple cider vinegar and honey with warm water like two times a day. That's good for your stomach. That's good yeah. for allergies. Yep, it's supposed to help for allergies and also Cups. you Cups can um you can, yeah, a whole bunch. You can also mix it with baking soda if you have, like, um, and put it on your face like a face mask if you have problems with, like, acne. You can spray it up your nose with a cup of water and a te <laughs> teaspoon. A cup of water. I've been doing that, too. That's Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. it hurt I the first to... time because I put too much in it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm dying. I used to do, um, so you, in a two-ounce shot glass one ounce of lemon juice and oh, one god. ounce of apple cider vinegar oh my god i just put rubbing alcohol in a little i just put turpentine in my <laughs> i knew a, i knew a few guys who did it with uh spray paint they don't have any brain cells left oh my god 
<laughs> you take a shot of it, you drink it, you don't shoot it up your nose. Okay. Oh my Gas and paint huffers. <laughs> Welcome, Promo. <laughs> what is going on in well, here? We're talking about huffing. It came up because I was complaining about my allergies and Lee's allergies and foe and I'm hacking over here. And um, we're just commiserating and then we started sharing things. <laughs> Remedies. I have a sudden I will not go to bed. It is too hot, too cold. I am thirsty. I have to pee. I spilled water on my shirt. I, you know, like, oh my oh, God. Oh, yeah. I should give my brother a bunch of NyQuil when he won't go to he's, sleep. And he's oh my goodness. calling me right now. Have we started the show officially? Or... No, I'm, we're just waiting for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, in a sense, it's been recording. Yeah, we've I'm been sure recording. Material to be worked in. Yeah, so. I will be uh, putting. So, I'm Promo, are you sure. saying you're getting what I got last time we recorded Rated Arc? Yeah. Exactly. It is. <laughs> it is exactly the same dose of. I have excuse after excuse of why I should not be going to bed right now. <laughs> Well, there's nobody in the chat right now because, you know, we didn't really, we've been, uh, you know, recording whenever we can, so we don't really have our momentum that we had. So we don't really yeah, have anybody second. right now, so we can Are you start recording. Should I start streaming, or? You can if you want, or you don't have to. It's up to you. Are, are you going I, to be here or no, or? I'm going to at least give you just a default image. Just sending it out, and then... You're talking about for the mixer? Do you have a, a, a show 12 or 13 graphic, by chance? Yeah, I do. Um, let me send it to you. Well, thank you. You know me and my graphics. Your graphics? I was making graphics. We're like old and coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a plague starting. God. That's why... I feel the same way. God. I had to go make some coffee because I thought these allergies just make you so tired. Even, like, your eyes tired, but your mind and body's not tired. <laughs> Mom, I'm, I'm just tired. My ears and nose are so plucked that I have to turn everybody's volume up because the loudest setting is not enough. Oh, God. I just clicked out of everything. So, manually setting everybody. We're all just broken. <laughs> we are. I'm sitting here chomping on cough drops, drinking coffee. My, I have Puffs Plus with Vicks in it. When you need to clean your ears, just don't use a Q-tip to go all the way in because you can like suck your ears. There's a part there. Don't touch the there. tips. There's a clip there that it, you, you just cut off the whole Q-tip part and you just don't want to go all the way in. Yeah, just don't there's, go all the way in there. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he has a choice about going all the way in or not. Oh, Joe Fontoni or whatever his name was. <laughs> it's a tip Joey from Cologne. Joe Fontoni. Joey Cologne. And let me yeah, tell Joey you Cologne. Joey Cologne has a couple of tips. A1, you gotta get a good cologne. So tip Joey Cologne is like the guy one. that you walk past in Walmart. Joey Cologne wears brute, man. I was, gonna say, is, like I was gonna say, is A1 Joey the cologne? Draycar Nore. That's what Joey Cologne wears. Draycar Nore. He said Draycar Nore. He's buying knockoff Jacquard Oh Like half of the Dollar ones on the Tree bottle special. are Korean. That is Dollar Tree cologne on. Do they have Dollar Trees in Dollar. Connecticut or are they yeah, banned? They oh, okay. Dollar, it's Dollar something. I don't know what they're called. We even have Dollar Tree up here in Canada. Oh, really? Dollar General here yeah. in Missouri. Do you have Giant things Tiger called... down there? No. We have things called 99 cent stores. That's what we have. What? I want a 99 cent store. Giant Tigers, like... Canadian Promote. 
Well, it's it's not even a graphics card. Don't cost ninety nine cents. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in the dollar tree, the dollar store, and uh, this dude was getting mad because we have a six percent sales uh, tax. And there were six cents sales tax. Six, six cents sales, ta sales tax. And this guy got pissed off because his total was like 106. And he was really mad. And he's like, how? Then everything should be the 106 store. And we're like, no, dude. Like, that's the tax. Like, that's... dollar <laughs> eighteen. That's <laughs> the dude God. Who, who literally had 99 cents. He was like, oh my God. I can go to the 99 cent store and... Yeah, he was okay. pissed. He's an angry person. <laughs> And I was thinking, think I was in line. Wait, like, come on, dude. Our dollar stores now start at a dollar fifty. What? Yeah. Why? Yep. Because we're Canadian. We gotta do it differently. <laughs> oh. Okay. You don't have. You guys got rid of the penny, didn't you? We did indeed. Yeah. What's that all about? Uh, uh, they, ra they round to the nearest uh, nickel. That's fucked up, isn't it? Isn't that kind of messed up? Was that necessary? We're going to a digital over state. time. All the money they're fucking you out of. No, I mean like. That's the why, like, when you go get gas, you here. pump, like, say, $20.02, right? Because then they just round it down to $20. Oh, you got a whole two cents on them. Well, only oh, if you're please. paying cash, though. If you're paying debit or credit, you pay the two cents as well. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, so so that doesn't count for debit or credit, like, no. digital transactions. Okay. Digital, you still pay to the penny. That's just ass backwards. The yeah, U.S. Kinda... is, like, should be just all or nothing. Not many countries have, they actually include their sales tax on the price tag. Like, we're one, like, not a lot of countries actually put, like, 99 cents on a price tag and then charge you 106. Oh, really? To register. Wow. And it still does. I was going to say, the 7-Eleven by my house does that. They just have a price tag. They don't have the sales tax separate from the price tag. Oh, that's, we, we have everything is separate. Oh, our sales tax, they don't tell you about it until you go to pay yeah. I'm going to see if my uh, soundboard is lagging, because I moved my soundboards right to my laptop. I wonder if that was was lagging. And Nesma, you're talking about 6% sales tax. Here in Ontario, it's 13%. Ooh, that's That's bad. painful. We're f it here in Alberta, or 5%. You get 13, 13% sales tax, and then no pennies for wishing wells. Very sad. <laughs> it's yeah. Very 13, sad. We're at 13 8.25. It's thirteen percent, but that's provincial and federal combined, so it's yeah, we're seven, at like eight cents, seven eight and six or something like too. that. Yeah, we're just five percent provincial or federal sales tax. I think it is. Well, I'm going to test this intro to see if it. Uh... Oh, well, is everybody ready to go, or are we? Do you have to go? I'm still waiting. On I'm just... Anyways, it feels good to talk to you all. Yeah, I know, right? Time, you know like... why I'm never on? Well, one because my husband's hours are all weird. No, because. <laughs> Every time I sit at my desk, like right now, I'm, I had my husband used my desk as his dresser because he's lazy and I won't post clothes away. So he piles it up on my computer desk because my computer is not in is MIA right now. So he's like, oh, this is an amazing dresser right here. <laughs> so then when I come in, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to have to move everything and reconnect it because I set my laptop up and then I hook my laptop up to my monitor so I'd have two. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, I'm lazy. Just being lazy. I should just come in more often. I want to squeeze, I get it. Because I can't play ARC and it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So it's like every time, every time I go to my, it's like, it'll get there. It'll be okay someday. 
It'll get back. Enough. Weed them off. Live recording of Rita. Okay, I gotta change that part. Hey, I'm just looking at the show notes. Are we doing the listener email before uh, introducing the crew? Oh, did I put it wrong? Sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I'm like, I'm going to be reading the listener email before we introduce who's actually Why, on. yes. Yes. How did you... <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. So good. This guy Sorry talking? there. Good eye. Good eye. All right. Changed it. Yeah, I saw it. All right. I changed the thingy. All right. Did, um, was anybody going to do a co-op stream? Do you want me to send you the thingy? I can't do anything while Send an invite. I'll lose focus. Kick it, kick it. <laughs> what? No, never mind. Do I send it to... Or you were you... Were you, um, <laughs> playing anything? Were you playing anything, foe? Not right now, because I'm not at my PC. Oh, that's right! Giga, were you playing anything? I'm literally just gonna be mining in Eve, so it's gonna be basically just my ship floating in space with lasers pointing to rocks. Not anything people are gonna watch. Yeah, I'm just... I'm just I think anything is honestly is really not bad. Anything you guys stream is. And then when play, when promo gets watch, but... when promo streams, he he'll be. Well, are you gonna stream like when we get Content. to our games I'm and our right. links and all that stuff? Yeah, I'm, gonna... I'm doing that right now. I'm building. Awesome! I love it. I That's always say, the best part. Prometheus, I haven't even been like playing most of the day. I've just been leaving my computer, basically popping it every 30, 40 minutes to make sure that I didn't blow up and to sell the stuff I'm mining. <laughs> And I'm back off doing something else. I wish I could stream from my yeah, iPad. I could stream myself uh, sitting here just stuffing my face with harvest snacks. 